Here's to the great American settlers. The millions of you who settled for unsatisfying jobs because they pay the bills. Of course, there is something else you could do if you got something to say. Start a podcast with Spreaker from iHeart and unleash your creative freedom. Maybe even earn enough money to one day tell your old boss, Hey, I'm no settler. I'm an explorer. Spreaker.com. S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Hustle on over today. I wanted a career in which everything would matter, so I joined the CIA, and now I help protect our families, our friends, and every fellow American. Find out how everything you do in your career can impact our nation. Visit cia.gov careers to learn more and apply. Gentlemen, to another edition of the Boxing Voice Radio. I am your host, Nesta Gibbs, and we are on our Sunday episode where we usually give people crow, but we still haven't figured out uh, the sound bites and things like that. So, you know, we're going to be doing some news and notes and reviewing this weekend's fights. Uh, Ringwalk Danny, what it do? What's going on, boss? Um, another great weekend of uh, fights. Is, I feel like it's probably like the first. Big weekend of fights in the new year, right? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, Thurman's a big name. It didn't feel like a big fight weekend. It didn't. You know, I was there, obviously, uh, for fight week. It did not feel like a big fight week. Uh, not to Vegas standards, of course. But uh, there was, you know, also a DAZN show, Matchroom show down in Phoenix, Arizona, that we will be uh, recapping and uh, produce some great fights on both ends. Uh, yeah, definitely did. I think, uh, like our title states, a star is born. Uh, when we're talking about Bam Rodriguez, his fighting style is definitely going to be one that the uh, fight fans will be drawn to. Um, and, man, he's a little bit of a dog, man. I, I, I really like what I've seen from him. No, absolutely. And uh, 
after last night, obviously we have, you know, now the he is now the youngest current champion in the sport of boxing, right? At only 22 years old. So it was Devin Haney, now uh, Bam Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. I mean, once upon a time, it was David Benavidez. Right. You know? You know, I, I don't think that title... I ain't going to say it don't mean nothing. Obviously, Mike Tyson got it one time, and and, and the younger a person can become a champion, uh, the more skills they're demonstrating uh, because they're doing things earlier than, you know, the people before them. Uh, But, you know, age is just a number. Really, I want to see what you're doing going forward. Not to say that what he did isn't already enough for today. Like, absolutely, moving up one or two divisions – uh, challenging a well-known puncher, uh, an established champion. Um, I'm impressed, man. I'm impressed. But look at you. You got us skipping around. We were supposed to be talking about uh, Keith one-time Thurman <clears throat> should be our first topic and uh, and what we should be discussing if we're going to follow, uh, I guess, our little schedule here. But um, Thurman's back. Bam Rodriguez, the new superstar. Valdez signed and Stevenson hasn't. And then obviously more BS from Cambosos and Haney. Uh, But we'll start with number one, Keith Thurman. uh, Got his much-needed rounds yesterday when he fought uh, Mario Barrios, who decided to move up to 147 pounds uh, and challenged one time. I guess it was a decent fight in the sense that both men were coming off losses and needed, uh, you know, each other, right? It wouldn't have been unfair to put Thurman in there with like a Crawford just as bad as it would have been to put Barrios in there with an Ennis. So, you know, last night was needed. Um, from what I'm able to see, Thurman did okay from because uh, I fell asleep. I'm just going to be honest. You know, Danny uh, sent me a, a link, <laughs> and um, it isn't the best. I'll just say that. But uh, I'm just a little bit sad that he got hit to the body and did the same thing again but then it's bittersweet right because i feel like he's the only one of his kind other people get hit to the body and have to take a knee you know uh either they're forced to take a knee or a stoppage comes from it uh thurman continues to show his craftiness every time he's uh injured but that same Injury and the same thing I want to give him credit for is the same thing fight fans break him down for because he seems to show vulnerability. Uh, but I'm gonna pass it to the man that did stay awake and tried to wake me up a few times. But look, it's a, it's it's a different time zone here. You know what I mean? I'm adjusting. I'm an older guy. That's why we brought up this young 25 year old, the new blood. Uh, but Danny, uh, what did you see uh, in the main event? No, uh, you know, I I genuinely felt that it was a pretty one-sided, dominant performance from Keith Thurman, especially the first half of the fight, the first seven rounds. Um, you know, it was all Keith. I want to say it was the third round where he hurt Barrios, and I'm like, I'm cheering, and somehow you're still sleeping, and I'm like, you know, this is it. It's over with, right? You know, I'm thinking intrigue was right before five. Um, yeah, right. You know, and obviously that wasn't the case. In the eighth, that's when... Barrios landed to the body we saw you know I was ringside for the Pacquiao Thurman fight and I remember I'm like did he really just take his mouthpiece out of you know and we saw it once again last night um you know maybe he is vulnerable to the body but but 
But shouldn't the word vulnerable mean if you hit him, the fight can sway in your way, you can get a knockdown or a knockout? I mean, is he vulnerable if you're hitting him? And yes, he he, he showed signs of pain, but you're not really capitalizing. Like, Well, see, I disagree because okay. I felt that... That it changed? The tide changed there? Absolutely. I felt that after that moment in the eighth round, Barrio started to let his hands go. He was able to catch Thurman a lot more. Did he hurt him? No. Mm -hmm. Right? But he was landing those shots. Um, I I know what the scorecards were. I didn't see the official scorecard, so I don't know what specific rounds were given to Barrios. But it had to be eighth or later. Had to because that's when he was having success in the fight. Landing shots. Um, you know, Thurman did what was necessary in order to win. Uh, there was a moment in that eighth round where, you know, as Barrios touched him to the body, you know, Thurman's obviously trying to catch his breath and he's moving around the ring. And Barrios kind of did the Mexican thing. Like, come on, let's yeah, fight. Yeah, you know, stand yeah, right here, that. let's fight. So, you know... I think it but, was, but but that's just egging on the crowd, you know. Uh, no, again, I, the person he fighting invented it. You know, it's a race to seven. You know, uh, Barrios needed a knockout at that point. No, absolutely. You know, uh, but like I said, I felt that the fight did change after that moment. Um, it's not like he won that round from you know from that point to the end of the fight. I don't I don't think it was that. I, but I do think that he probably took. Two to three of the last five rounds, you know, so the fight did change in a way. Um, Keith did say, you know, I still had some ring rust. I didn't think that was going to be the case. And that's what I said. Remember that he was telling people, oh, um, I'll, I'm getting rid of the ring rust in the gym or I've gotten rid of the ring rust in the gym because I've been in camp and I'm sparring hard. And I'm like, that should sound good, but I, I don't believe that it's true. I don't believe that you can... Get your timing, uh, maybe timing, but not the ring rust off in the gym. Not the ring rust off in the gym. I just that that's something that you have to go through in the fight. You know, uh, you can't account for that with headgear and sixty. And I know Thurman. You know, he does twenty twenties and even twenty eights. Like he, you can't account for that. Those, they they make twenty eight ounce gloves. Of course. Oh wow. Wilder spars in twenty eights. Yeah, like. You can't account for that like because the drop is so much, you know. And then the headgear. A lot of these guys are using that, um, you know, the bull bar in the front. A lot of – I mean, you've seen both Montgomery brothers with it. Uh, you know Porter always used it. Uh, I see Shakur uses it. So it's just different, you know what I mean? No, absolutely, absolutely. And then, you know, being in there in the gym with the caliber of fighter that you'd be fighting – at a championship level is is pretty rare, right? Mm -hmm. I'm I don't know who specifically Keith Thurman had in the gym sparring. He said he had a selection of five sparring partners. One of them, without a doubt, uh, was his fighter. I wish I knew the name, but I know he's a heavy boy. You know what I'm saying? Like one six eight. You know, so you know, I asked my question: Are any of the guys he's sparring? Of the caliber of Mario Barrios, probably not. Probably not. You get what I'm saying? So I mean, I remember once upon a time for the Danny fight, I was in camp with him, and he brought in Kendall Holt. But that's what I'm saying. Like, a lot of guys don't do what Fury does, what AJ does, what Wilder does. You know, they don't bring in named sparring. Yeah, they might have sparred some names, 
uh, on the way up as amateurs, but like right. in their training camp, they're not bringing in this name sparring. They're sparring with what they can get, and that's what needs to be changed for real. You see Crawford, he's bringing in names, you know? People with a name are sparring him. That dude that won yesterday, Jesus Ramos, that looked like a killer, because let me tell you, that, that fight was underrated. That fight was underrated because I watched that dude. Um, Vladimir Hernandez. I watched him do what he did to Julian Williams. He got two back-to-back upsets, so that record yeah. doesn't read the way that it should, and that's why this show exists, because someone will come five years from now, argue Jesus Ramos' resume, and they're going to go right past Vladimir Hernandez as if he's a nobody, and that dude is a buzzsaw, and he's a problem for a lot of dudes. That dude, had he not lost yesterday, I don't know. If Jared Hurd could beat him at 54. And and let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Uh, let's be clear. He definitely had his moments in that fight. Hell yeah. One, I think he may have stole a round or two early on. A round or two only? I mean, I mean, he did get stopped. But, right. But you're right. He was competitive, man. No, absolutely. Super. Absolutely landing some, some bombs, right? It was um, a very entertaining fight while it lasted. Uh, coming off of back-to-back wins first, El Perro Angulo, mm-hmm. and then um, obviously J-Rock, right? So that was a very entertaining fight. Uh, obviously, Jesus Ramos is so big. Do you want to touch on all the pay-per-view fights? Yeah. Briefly? Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Um, Luis Neri, we saw him back in the ring. I saw that one. He looked decent. You were up. For, you, I was. Uh, <laughs> I was up until Leo Santa Cruz. You fell asleep in the Leo fight. Yeah, during the Leo fight, yeah. it was, it's Leo's fault. I bet you he didn't get a knockout. He did not. Uh, there you go. It's Leo's fault. Blame Leo. Blame Leo. I'm just saying. Did he? He now, did. Now I'm trying. Now, now I'm no. trying to remember. Uh-uh, I doubt it. No, I'm it. trying to remember. When does? When's the last time Leo got a knockout? Stop it. Oh, crap. No, I'm trying to remember. I'm going to be honest. I stopped. OTKP is saying that he's shocked that they threw Jesus uh, Ramos in there that early with him. Um, I mean, that's the guys he's supposed to be. Again, even though five years from now someone is going to, you know, blow past that resume of uh, Vladimir and and, and not know who he is, um, doesn't mean that – Jesus wasn't supposed to step up and beat a dude that has what 14, 14 and five, you know, a, a, a tough fourteen and five. I think we're are we good on the connection? I'm getting the spinning wheel of death here. All right. Well, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to hit that thumbs up button. It's going to help with the visibility of the show. So, have you pulled up the whole card, my friend? I did. I did. I don't know why it's not showing for whatever odd reason. Are we having internet issues? I know. Are you guys sure or is it me? Okay, I have here I have it I have it right here. So obviously uh Jesus Ramos did get the six round TKO against Vladimir Hernandez. Mm-hmm. Um uh, from what I saw, let me double check. One judge one judge gave Vladimir Hernandez two rounds and know. and then the other judge I guess you were spot on with the one or two and the other and the other two judges only gave him one round so mm, that's uh, crazy because that again 
that doesn't tell the story of last night. Honestly, right. man, um, he really fought well. And uh, I wouldn't be mad if they bring him back. And I'm telling you, he'll still be a problem for, no, some, I, I, for some people. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, we saw Luis Neri come back against Carlos Castro, uh, gave Castro his first loss. That was a decent fight. That was a good fight. And, you know, Neri dropped Castro in the early, first round. Early, early, first the, round. First round. And I'm going to tell you... Um, he probably a, he probably was, blew his load a little bit. He he he, I, he had this long flurry. It was like a I remember the they, announcer they were counting. counting. Yeah. It was like sixteen un, un, unanswered punches and but unanswered thrown punches. Right, obviously not all of them landed. Mm -hmm. But you know, um, I did think Nettie won unanimously. Yeah. And it was a split decision. Um, nonetheless, Luis Nettie. I was actually shocked that it was a split decision. Oh, absolutely. I was because uh, I, I was I was definitely up for that fight and watching it, and he kept me entertained. But man, Neri is so wild. He's been beaten before. Yeah, I mean, he's coming off that loss to Brandon Figueroa. Ah, okay. you know, like you said, is that it, the only loss? That is his only loss. And he like, is so wild. I'm telling you, someone who is sharp like a Shakur obviously is a different weight class. But I'm saying someone that goes down a pipe, down the middle, because he is wild and he's like. You know, stepping while swinging wide punches like it's it's cool to step if you're coming down the middle, you know, because you're shooting straight. But he's shooting wild, wide left and right punches. I don't know, but it's a good fight. He looked good. Yeah, he no, looked good. You know, it was an entertaining fight, and you know that's just his style. Let's remember back to that Brandon Figueroa fight. It was an even fight. It was an even fight at the time of the knockout. Gears, though, man. You know, it you was gotta a, be able to switch gears. You though. know, it was an even fight at the time of the knockout. Uh, uh, the knockout came in the seventh. Uh, you know, with his fight with Brandon Figueroa, one judge had a dead even. The other two had it. One for Neri, one for Figueroa at the time of the knockout. So you know, obviously Brandon, you know, went on. He ended up losing the um, cool boy stuff. But Neri, you know, he's one of those top guys at 122 pounds. I did not see the split decision yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I thought it was a unanimous win. You know, Car Castro did win a couple rounds in that fight, but you know, I just didn't see it. You know, obviously we spoke on. Uh, so on the prelim, the first fight we saw yesterday was Abel Ramos and Lucas Santa Maria, who was here yes. with us in studio. Yes, a very very exciting fight. It was. Uh, I was I was a little nervous. You know what I mean? He gave away some of those early rounds. Uh, was playing the back foot a lot. Uh, had me a little bit worried, but he turned it around to me. Yes, you know. Yes, um, the first round. Um, the first round. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Lucas Santa Maria got stunned, right? Um, he was obviously able to come back. It was a very close fight. Um, I did have it swaying to Santa Maria. However, uh, I want to say one judge had it 98-92. So eight rounds to two. That was obviously not the case. Um you know, Abel Ramos absolutely won more than two rounds. Um, the other two judges did have it 6-4, which I, agree, I I did agree with. But um, it was an entertaining fight. And you know what? Um, more opportunities to come for Lucas Santa Maria. Obviously, Abel Ramos, um, a tough fighter, you know. And, um, you know, he's lost to Jordanes Ugas, Jamal James, Ivan Baranchik, um, and then Regis Progre. So his losses... 
have only came to top names, right? You know, big names in their moment. So I really believe, and, you know, he had a split decision to Jordanes Ugas. He had a majority decision loss to Jamal James. Um, so, you know, I think Abel Ramos will be able to bounce back. Um, but, you know, nothing but big opportunities now for Lucas Santa Maria, wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely. I just hope that they take him off of that um, standby list, man. I don't even fly standby. You tell me I'm on stand. No, honestly, you tell me I'm on standby and I go look for another flight. Uh, he got to – obviously, he can't do anything, right? No, absolutely. We, we know now from Stephen Big Shot Shaw, if you get too mad, you could end up being on the outside. But hopefully this performance – uh, you know, the fact that he continues to win takes him off of that that standby list and he gets uh, some more opportunities that he can actually prepare for instead of being prepared, uh, not having to get ready, you know. Other than that, Abel did do well, uh, a little bit better than what I expected him to do. I didn't think that his come forward, uh, you know, pressure was going to look as good as it did. Uh, like I said, it worried me at time that maybe Santa Maria was going to give it away. Uh, but I like that he was able to adjust and turn it around. And I, I think he I think he needs to start to realize that maybe he's a better fighter coming forward than he is going backwards. But maybe that's also part of his game plan. You know, win a little bit of the early rounds, get on the back foot. If you can continue to win while on the back foot, fine. But, you know, kind of conserving some energy maybe because I, I see him more effective when he's coming forward. I don't know how you seen it. I, I, off the counterpunching, I know that – I think we talked about it slightly yesterday and you did like his counterpunching, but I feel like coming forward he's just more effective. No, absolutely. You know, and um, it's crazy, right, because like you said, he was on standby. Mm -hmm. So he didn't know – even if he got the call, he didn't know who he'd be fighting. Mm -hmm. He just know it could be one of two or maybe um, maybe even one of, yeah, I mean, I would say one of two because let's say Abel Ramos were to pull out, then he would have stepped in, in in his slot, right? Mm -hmm. Or if somebody in the main event would have pulled out, then probably somebody from the Abel Ramos fight would have went up, however... You know, they would have did it. But hopefully he does get a opportunity, you know, to have a training camp for somebody. That and they can actually plan for and, and create a game plan for um, rather than just a couple of guys. Right. That's crazy. No, absolutely. And huge shout out to Capitillo Boxing. Yeah. Obviously, uh, you know, uh, friends of the show and friends of you specifically, um, you know, for coming out. That was obviously on the Fox prelim. Yep. You know, the free TV um, Ryan Carl came back, lost a split decision yesterday. Uh, his first fight, if I'm not mistaken, since being stopped uh, by Mario Barrios. Yep. Um, it was a comeback card, bro. Everybody. everybody. Neri was coming back. Barrios was coming back. Leo was coming back. Thurman was coming back. And like you said, Carl Boy Carl coming back. They should have titled it the comeback or something, you know? Because, look, they played up to Keith Thurman's 900s, whatever days. 31, 931. They wouldn't stop saying it, man. Hawk uh, in Maryland, what's going on, champ? Um, and then untelevised, but huge shout-out to friends of the show, Fernando Vargas Jr. Yeah, he got his not, little knockout win as well. You know, third-round TKO. Yeah. Um, you know, he was fighting a, a, a gentleman that was 2-0. 
Um, got a third round stoppage. Uh, dropped him in the first. Dropped him in the third. And that's all she His wrote. His brother didn't get to fight. He he last minute IG announced he was off the card. Right. And excuse me, I, I noticed that earlier in the week as I was covering the fight week. Um, and then another friend of the show, huge shout out to uh, Keith Hunter, last minute yep. opportunity jumped uh, replacement. Right. Last minute replacement got a first round uh, TKO as well. So um, Keith he, Hunter, unfortunately. Or fortunately, right? Because he didn't get in any legal trouble. But, like, he's more known for beating up a dude in a, a casino than for boxing these days. Man, I can't tell you. Obviously, you know, my friends and family know, uh, you know, I, I like boxing a bit, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, bit, I can't, I, just a tad, I can't tell you how many people sent me that video and, like, me knowing Keith and having a Good. I was going to say, do you have that link? Because, obviously, it's always better with context for those watching, but... The, the, it was funny. Um, I I guess, you know, and, and that's what you want to see. That's what Thurman didn't do, right? You know. Uh, Knock somebody out in the casino? No. Get the knockout, though. Like, Keith Hunter oh, is oh, a boxer oh. fighting a non-boxer. You expect the boxer to win in explosive fashion. You know, Keith but- Thurman was the welterweight fighting the non-welterweight, and he also calls himself one time. I was just expecting... You know, him to get that stoppage, man. Uh, I, I don't know. You know? It would have been nice, I think. But a win is a win is a win. You know, he moves on to the next. Um, while you're looking for that link, what do you think, you know, because people, a lot of people check, wanted him to get this win, and I got you. A lot of people wanted him to get this win, but then they wanted him to uh, possibly fight Terrence Bud Crawford. With what you seen yesterday, does he need another tune-up? I I really do believe so. I really do. Thank you. Um, you know, one body shot, which Terrence, he knows he knows how to land them and land them nice. The placement of his body shots. Mm-hmm. Um, Terrence is able to switch, so he can land to the left of the body, to the right of the body, down the center. Um, I really do believe that he that he would need another. Another step up, another. Now I don't want to call it a step up, but maybe a tune up. Make sure that he can go to twelve, get that ring rust all the way off. You know, when you talk about Terence Crawford and Errol Spence, you're talking about you know pound for pound fighters, of course. So um, I would absolutely say that he needs another fight before stepping in there with a a, a guy like a Terence Crawford or an Errol Spence. You know. Now he made it seem in the post fight like he wanted to go the. Um, WBC route, he had the WBC ribbon. Whoa, that one wasn't even gold. That's the first time I seen a silver one. Keep it real. Have you ever seen a silver one? I didn't pay attention to be honest. Yeah, bro. Silver, bro. I'm like, what? Uh yeah, I didn't pay attention. And it was I found it a bit funny because Keith had some comments regarding the WBC earlier in the week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously they were there put uh to put that ribbon around his neck to run that WBC shirt. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, I will say overall, oh, and this is another thing I'm going to say, because you were asleep, obviously. Mm-hmm. We were talking about it all week regarding the comparisons to Javante Davis and Keith Thurman yes. and how, you know, they would look, obviously, given that Barrios was, you know, his last opponent was Javante Davis. And we were being criticized for it. Mm-hmm. We were, oh, that's crazy. Nobody's going to compare it. 
But and they listened to the show and then did exactly that throughout the entire telecast. They, I, I I was awake. I heard Jordan Plant comparing before I fell asleep. So um, and I didn't catch Jordan Plant. I really no, I didn't. I didn't hear her saying it. I heard. I don't remember if it was Brian Kenny or Lennox or um, Goosen, but it was definitely one of the one one of the three commentators brought it up during the fight. Um, it could have been maybe towards the end of the fight. You know, obviously there's going to be that comparison because once upon a time before uh, Keith's return, that fight was being spoke about. Uh-oh, is that Bill Haney? Uh-oh, oh, uh-oh. man. What's going on, Mr. Haney? Strolling up in here like he do. Yo, I love this, man. I love this. What's up, brother? What's going on? How you doing, brother? Good, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, how are you, bro? What's happening, baby? Good to see you. Good to see uh-huh. you. Oh, man, it feels so good, man, to just be able to pop down. Yeah. See you, brother. Yes, sir. Uh, if you think it feels good, you see the smile on my face. <laughs> man. So how you been? Good, brother. Good. Just got in from uh, just got in from Phoenix. All right. Just got in from Phoenix. Which was yeah. one in Phoenix? I thought you was in New York. Well, it was in New York. We uh we met up with Eddie in New York. I guess that was for the uh, Serrano, Katie mm-hmm. Taylor press conference. Mm-hmm. And then yesterday he uh he had a show in Phoenix. Oh, okay. So Devin, so, okay. so Devin sat ringside and watched it, and you know I was present for any talks or any anything that uh needed to be discussed. Yeah, man, I'm glad you popped by because obviously we were going to discuss your quotes and, uh, you know, always, always good to get it straight from uh, you yourself rather than reading things and and trying to interpret it the best we can. Um, But basically you're saying that, you know, Lou DiBella and Cambosos need to stop the narrative that uh, the fight between Cambosos and your son Devin Haney can only happen in Australia. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that, though, Bill. Me, I mean, because you guys have said for so long that Australia wasn't a problem. Uh, why is it now that you are looking for other options other than Australia? Oh no, I'm not. I'm not looking for any other options. Uh, we know that the zone had an opening. Uh, on April, at the end of April, for a show that can happen in Australia, it can happen in the United States, Dubai, or whatever. I just want the show to get on. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to get back in the ring. I know I, I want to use all the momentum that uh, that we have in the lightweight division to uh, finally bring uh, some closure to the who the true uh, undisputed champion is. And I'm saying let's go ahead and make it happen. What's all this prolonging for and all this plan and all this – you know what I mean? That you need to talk to these other people to get money, the Australian government and 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 businessmen and all this other and all these other narratives. If you haven't put anything on the table. Now, for those who may be watching and don't know, uh, we're referring to the story um, that was on boxing scene. Uh, I'm not sure if you if you've had time to see it, Bill. Uh, the interview that they did. Well, your you? quotes are from the New York City press conference with Amanda Serrano and uh, Katie Teller. You were asked some few questions just from uh, general media, so they didn't have a specific person that he was speaking to. Just that you said these quotes at the uh, press conference. Well, I mean, just like as we sit right here, and uh, you don't need to quote me. Uh, you have 
Here you have Alan. 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 Uh, just go ahead. And just just take a look at it. Who uh? Alan Joyce compares Western Australia border restriction to North Korea. Okay. So I, I, and and I get it. I read the article. You're saying that because uh, Australia is down to fifty percent, um, why are we even going there? Well, and, but only, but you're also only, second only, guessing, not though. Only, not only are the fact of that they're down to fifty percent, but it's actually being. Um, it's like, it's like you can't go from California to Nevada, or or you can't even go from Houston to Dallas. I know this. I know this because I'm watching. And I'm looking at the landscape of 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 uh, both America, Australia, and everyone else, everywhere else. If there was a deal on the table for Australia, and and, and no offense, I think that you know, in time, maybe this is not the right time mm-hmm. for uh, for the deal with Australia. Maybe later on, but I mean, it's it's plug and play with this, uh, with Devin and Cambosos, whether it's Devin and Loma, whether it's Devin and Tank, whether it's Tank and Ryan, uh, we have the infrastructure and the places that that are being sold out here in the United States mm-hmm. uh, every weekend, Saturday and Sunday. You know, so. Um, but but can you really do the alleged fifty thousand Australians that Cambosos is talking about? Like that's why he wants to well, go back to Australia outside well, of anybody, having his victory any, lap at home. Say that. Anybody can say that. I mean, there's not fifty thousand Australians. Uh, gathered anywhere for any event right now in in uh, this present time. There's no fifty thousand Australians gathered in Australia for nothing. Uh, you saw with what happened uh, also with the Australian Open that it was cut back. Um, but it's a lot of things that's suffering. It's businesses that are suffering. Um, you know, it's hotels that are suffering. Um, it's just the uh, the Australian economy. And you can imagine when we were at fifty percent. Can you imagine how many businesses were were then saying that that they were almost being forced to close because they weren't able to bring in the people. So I, I said, I but said what this. would you need from Lou DeBella and, and Peter Kahn, Team Cambosos, in terms of like uh, to to assure you that the event could go on? Like, I mean, is there something that they can give you? Uh, a guarantee. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, a contract that states that they have a venue that's willing to 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 uh, house this event, um, or or are you guys? Already dead set on America. Well, we put we put we put something on the table that uh, that Eddie assured that that Devin would be taken care of by the zone, right? And then that uh, Lou DeBella would take care of uh, George Cambosos and their team, right? And we would we would make it happen. I think I believe that uh, Lomachenko and uh, Aaron put the same kind of deal on the table that involved George believing in himself and believing in Australia. If Australia is to do the things that that they're going to do, and, and and it's the place. Then traditionally, you would put the offer on the table for us. You would give us something to think yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would give us something to think about, and we've hadn't had anything to uh to think about. But overall, so so let's get this it, clear for those that don't understand that basically the champion wants to go back home and force the challenger to come, but he wants the challenger's money. Obviously, and it's not in the traditional sense of a challenger. Devin Haynes is a champion, but he wants Devin. To come to his hometown with the zone's network money. Well, he made reference to Devin and his jewelry and his chains, and told me that we need to sell. Called him something. a boy too. Yeah. How'd you feel well, about that? Well, I mean, uh, that's just that's just talk. You know, uh, they'll they'll get in the ring, and it'll determine who's the boy and the man in the ring. 
But when it comes to this actual uh, negotiating this business, right, if you want us to come to your hometown, then you have a way that that the fight is going to happen. Mm -hmm. you, you, you said you have the stadium, right? You have all the logistics, right? But somehow you don't have the money to pay the fighters. Somehow that just conveniently... But if they haven't sent you anything, how do you know that they don't have the money to pay? Like, I just want to know how you come to that conclusion if you're allegedly saying that no offers well, they, come. Well, because they off, they told us that we need to give them an offer. Okay. That and was, by they... By, by, by Cambosos, by the Cambosos team. But did they Cambosos. call or is this all social media stuff? Well, I, I've talked to I've talked to uh, members of the Cambosos okay. team. Okay, okay. Right? And uh, I've also heard on social media, oh. right? Um, I know that, that Cambosos has reiterated time and time again whether he's made reference to Devin being a boy and that he should talk to Eddie and get an offer together, right? Mm -hmm. uh, similar to the same thing that we said that uh, – similar to what uh, Aram and uh, Lomachenko said is that we presented a way through uh, Eddie Hearn to Lou DeBella, a direction in which the thing can happen. And uh, it was discussed that DeZone would then take care of uh, Devin and uh, – Eddie, uh, I mean, uh, Australia, Lou DiBella, uh, Australian pay-per-view, stadium, and what other, whatever other monies they can derive from Australia would then take care of George. And they don't like that deal. They want some guaranteed the zone money is what you're saying? I don't know what else they would, what else they would want. We saw Devin, obviously, last night on the DAZN uh, broadcast right during the Bam Rodriguez fight. He spoke to Chris Mannix, and um, obviously they were speaking of, you know, the possibility. And Devin made it clear, whatever whatever they've asked, whether it's Australia, I told them yes. Whether it's the vaccine, I've told them yes. I don't know what else. Did you happen to see um, George Cambosis, the tweet he made a few days ago regarding um, the fight? He mentioned both your son Devin and Vasil Lomachenko. Mm -hmm. Did you happen to see that? Um, you know what? I've I've seen different things. You would okay. have to you would have to. Uh, I, I have it pulled up. If I could just read it to you, right. really cool. No, actually, Ness, you want send it to the pre pro. Okay. Uh, but the thing would be is that if there's no other fight in the lightweight division, there's no other fight that George Cambosos should be trying to make, and there's no other fight that Devin Haney should be trying to make, other than fighting each other. No, absolutely, absolutely. Um, <laughs> Lou DeBella. I had some. I'm uh. We're Did gonna, you send it? Yeah, I, I sent it. We're gonna get all these pulled up so the public can also see. Is it the one where he told uh, where where Loma responded saying that an offer was sent to Cambosos? No, it was the one where Luke said to not entertain these clowns or. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's that's different though. But all right. Well, the the tweet from George was saying how he has all these TV networks. Yes, to, yes. So that's the one. Well, so, and, and so, so and Lou doubled down on that though. No, Lou didn't double down. Yes, because he did. Then, because then, um, but let me let me get Cambosos, a screen share, Ken. Cambosos called out Saloma to to uh to put a serious offer on the table. If you have, so this is it right here. He says, uh, "When I said now we can talk, I meant it. I didn't expect real Devin Haney for you to manipulate and play games." Eddie, what's going on with your boy? Yes or no? DeZone got no faith in him. Hey, Vasil, tell Bob Aaron to make a serious offer to Lou DeBella. Scroll I'm down. waiting. So, where where am I? Right scroll? there. The yep. George Cambosos. He says, oh, right. "I got plenty of." 
TV. Bro- but listen, let's just again give credit to one of our my most faithful listeners, Andre Dakota, who himself replied to uh, Lou, uh, George Camboso's tweet. And, and shout out to Camboso's for replying to his fans, where then he said, I got plenty of TV broadcasting, broadcasting options, mate. But how bad do these guys want their TV broadcasting partners to have their geographical location is really the question. So basically, he's insinuating that DAZN is willing to put up the money if DAZN can get this fight where they want it. Um, like, I, like I've said, like I've said before, you can, this is a, a, a global thing, right? That's a global thing, the pandemic mm-hmm. thing. And we're, and, and Devin and, and, uh, George are world champions. Mm-hmm. You fight in, you fight for world supremacy and you fight in the best place for the world. Now I want you to, I, I just want you to pull this up because the readers. Text here, it to me so and, I can screen share. Um. So uh, let me get a screen share, uh, Ken. And what we have here is Loma now responding to George Cambrosos saying, uh, hey, champion, we've made the best offer for you. We are waiting for your decision. So, you know, before I pull up yours, you know, I love to ask you what's on the table if what you're seeking doesn't happen. Normally, you give me a few options that end up becoming the truth. Um, Being as... And I got to paint this picture for you. We can take this down for a second, Ken. I got to paint this picture for you. I I know that you see the Stephen Big Shot Shaw just was on ESPN. Uh, I know that you see that Richard Comey refused to fight Devin Haney for a world title and somehow chose to go to ESPN to fight Vasil for no title. I know you see more Lou DiBella fighters getting television time. So I think it's safe to say that there is a possibility that Lou is seeking to continue that alliance and maybe sending Cambosos to the zone can ruffle the feathers. I think that the probability of maybe Vasil sneaking in and getting this fight so that Lou can continue to put his fighters on ESPN. Remember, he's got the gold medalist heavyweight from this year. You know, he needs television. Are you not fearful that maybe Lou strikes that Vasil deal? Well, I mean, initially they came out and they said that they were going to go look at Tank Davis. Uh, they were going to look at Lomachenko. They looked at, comes find out they looked at Ryan Garcia, um, Devin Haney. Uh, like I say, the only fight, and, and the people are the ones that's paying for it. The people are the ones that are driving uh, the subscriptions. They're driving the pay-per-views and the like. Uh, the fight that they're saying is to really bring the closure to the undisputed, right? And that's nothing that Luke can, Luke can do about it, in my opinion, right? Uh, Lou has maintained the fact that he has television. And and I think that if he can put it together, then this would be the time that you put the deal on the table for Devin. Hmm. Instead of asking, you, you continue to put uh, pressure. George Cambosos puts pressure to Devin to put together a fight in his hometown of Australia. He puts pressure on the zone to bring the fight to Australia when – it's just a tough time. Bob has also said publicly that it's a t- it's, it's a tough time and there's some COVID issues that they need to deal with. They put together an offer for them. They they then then went shopping uh, with uh, Eddie Hearn and Devin, right? Didn't like the fact of what we said 
and came back and twisted the story and said that we were outpricing ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. When they've never put nothing on the table for us to outprice. But um, if you think that that I'm lying about it, right? Here you have an executive here in Australia who's speaking about. Let uh, me get a screenshot. Speaking about Australia and what's going on there. So uh, this is an article from theguardian.com. Uh, do you want to just jump straight to the quotes? Um, well, let's 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 get let them get a bar of it so they feel who he is. He's an executive for Qantas, right? Makes about eight million a year. He's a businessman there in Australia, and this is the what he's describing that he's experiencing in Australia right now. So uh, he's saying you can't even travel around your own country. It's starting to look like North Korea. He told presenters Ross and Ruth Russell, uh, "We thought we had a date for." The border to be open, but that was stepped back from its disappointed tens of thousands of people that had booked to go to WA. Where is that? Wyoming? No, not Wyoming. Washington? Western Australia. Oh. (laughs) I thought they wanted to get out the country. (laughs) No, but he did say you can't travel in your own country. And uh, he goes on to say, I think we should all be a bit outraged by it. We're supposed to be all, all Australian. Uh, I mean, look, I get what you're saying. Yeah. If they're on lockdown, they're on lockdown. If they're not at 100%, they can't hold an event. Um, also, you can't get the kind of support that you would like to get to have a massive event. And you mean in terms of attendance? And, uh, not just attendance, but you also want you want the right people to be able to come into the fights, to watch the fights. You want to you bring the momentum that you need. You want to add ancillary programming that would also enhance, you know, the 24-7s and all the other stuff that goes into it. And and like I said, we don't rule out of it, rule out of fighting in Australia, but damn, like something need the rubber needs to meet the road. Put something on the table, right? If that's what you're going to do, if you want to fight in Australia and you have it mapped out, you have all the broadcasters, then Lou, by all means, give us something. So they right? haven't give, even give, presented, presented, presented anything. Nothing. No stadium, nothing. no date. Nothing. No pay-per-view package from the Australian TV, nothing. Nothing. So maybe they don't want to deal with you guys. Well, I mean, the same thing happened with uh, with Bob Arum now. As far as Vasil Lomachenko. As far as Vasil. Because, you, it, listen, it, do, it, it doesn't take long. We know that we're the second option, right? We know. Why do the, you feel the second option? Because we're the, harder, we're the harder fight for anybody, right? We're the harder fight for anybody. And the fact that just like Jojo Diaz chose chose a second after mm-hmm. choosing uh, Ryan, Ryan Garcia, who pulled out uh, Richard Comey, right? He was Lou was thinking about us or uh, Vasil Lomachenko. He those chose Lomachenko, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Tiafimo had an opportunity to choose us. He chose uh, Cambosos. I mean, he didn't really choose Cambosos, right? Like it was a mandatory. You, well, you, no, you, you, you would have, have to pay step aside. The Cambosos no, didn't have, seem like he was going to take. You wouldn't have to pay step aside because it's a unification, and the unification is going to trump all you have to Man, do. Man, they that. always say that, but has it ever happened? I, I didn't see Usyk yeah. and, uh, you know, well, I guess I guess they do sometimes allow you to negotiate, but you do have to put in what petitions and all that. Any champion forced to do a mandatory whether than to unify all the titles. Come on, man. That's unheard of. I mean, it's definitely happened. Uh, you know, mandatory more often than not that you the unified takes precedence over. Uh, but that's because fighters are willing to accept. 
step aside. You that fighter has to accept that step aside. Once he doesn't want to take it, that fight has to happen. Just if Cambosos don't want step aside money, how is it going to happen? If you negotiate, that's just like now. If we negotiate the fight before the WBO orders the fight with Lomachenko and and Cambosos, mm-hmm. the WBO can order the fight now. Exactly. So what, he, so what is he waiting on? What did what did George Cambosos? I mean, what did Tiafimo Lopez wait for the fight to get ordered for? I mean. I hear you, man. You I hear less. you. The, in, in the case of Teal, you're right, because I remember it being out there, you know, on social media, you guys asking, you know, for you to, for, for, to negotiate, you know, starting somewhere at four, him bumping into uh, Eddie, then asking for 10. And then it did get mandated, which was different. But you knew that that was always in the back of his mind. That's always what he wanted to do. He kept well, talking about well, how he was going to shock the world well, at yes, the purse bid. Thing, the one thing about this is that, me personally, I never want to see two guys and they both don't want to fight each other. If one fighter has a, an excuse, oh, well, you know, my ankle or, you know, I need to go to my, I need to, first I need to go to uh, go get my book bag or whatever, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, as growing up as kids, right? Talking to the mic, Bill. As, as growing up as kids, there right? Who yeah. never, who wanted to see a guy fight a guy that, that had excuses? Right. Yeah. At the end of the at the end of the school year, you right. You want to see the two guys, right? The two guys that claim to be the bullies, claim to be the fighters, fight each other. You don't want to see a guy that doesn't want to fight, right? And same thing with boxing. To me, you want to see the guys that really want to fight, that are doing everything to make the things happen to fight, not the guy that's playing politics. Uh. So what is the option? What is the option if this doesn't happen? If they go the Vasile route, like what does DHP have on the table? Uh, we're not we're not we're not looking to have another option right now. There's no reason. There's no reason that this fight shouldn't happen. I mean, right? but the- we can come. We can go. We can go to Australia. We can go to Australia and make it happen. Right. If they can make it happen, if the logistics and they can do everything and present everything and get everything together. But if not, we cannot say that this fight is not plug and play in the United States. I think the whole object of saying that you you got to go to Australia with never doing a show in Australia, right? Never having the support that you're seeking to have, right? Was a duck move. They have told him, "Well, we can go," but now it's month after month after month, right? With nothing. But that's why I'm asking, what's the option? Like, when is when is your cutoff to 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 get some sort of deal? Like, how long do you let it go on? Listen, I, we got to stay. We got to stay. Uh, doing our due diligence to make this thing happen until he's till he's not on the table, till till undisputed is not on the table. Well, real quick, I want to get an intermission here, Keen. If you can go to that audio uh, and before you play it, Bill, this is our attempt at giving you an award for obviously being uh, one of uh, our best guests from the our community. So it was a gifted uh, intro from our producer uh, Brandon in Houston. Uh, let him hear it. Let's see. Uh-oh, can they this play it? You're going to see it on MGM Grand. Only one will stand. And Bill Haney, William E. Haney, come with that fight plan. They didn't think six niggas out of Oakland was going to push up on the ass. TheBoxBoxBox.com. Tell the truth. The shame the devil that Devin is a bad man.
appreciate that, man. That, that was dope. That was dope. That Shout was dope. out to Brandon in Houston. Uh, man, I get it, man. I know you don't want to put anything out there that the writers can twist, but uh, we can't just let Devin sit out uh, waiting on Cambosos, man. I'm tired of him being second fiddle. You just said it yourself. He's always someone's second option. Right, but like like you've heard in so many of those sound bites, that Devin is the best in the world, the best on the planet, and and you, it's a reason why that fighters do say do and say everything else other than let's fight, other than let's make it happen. Like I said, that it's a it's a date in April, right? I talked to the zone. It's a date in lay of, late of April, right? That's available right? for U.S. for, for, for U- Australia for 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 Devin. And Cambosos to make it happen, but in I the call, U.S. Listen, or Australia. I listen, I heard that they're not even ready. I heard all that gym shit. I heard he's not even ready for April. That's what I heard. Mm-hmm. I reached out. I reached out to the team, and um, they said it wasn't no way that he was going to be ready in April. And I said, "Well, shit. What? Are, what? Are, what are all these videos we looking at of him and Devin uh, doing everything? What you know? What is it?" I mean, they could just be trying to play mind games, right? They don't just because they tell you they're not ready doesn't mean they're really ready, right? Or not? No, hundred percent. But we ready. We ready. You uh, ain't answered me yesterday. I texted you, man. If you was gonna be in the gym, I got no way. I wanted to see. Oh you. yeah, no, because we oh, went but to y'all Phoenix. was in Phoenix. That was the only reason. That was the only reason. We've been there on Monday though. My, you, you'll yeah, be. I'll gone. be back, but I'm flying out tonight. When I, you coming back? Uh, probably, definitely I'll be here Friday. I'm just, I'm going to pick up that vet. I got to pull up next oh, yeah. to Devin in the yeah, same yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, this shit is so dope, man, that you're right here. Like, Oh, I love it, crazy. man. I love it, this man. I never, I don't think I've smiled this much, man. I told him when you walked in uh, the first time you came by, he just lit up like a kid on Christmas nah, morning. <laughs> Bruh, it's the dream. I'm nah, living the dream, man. We just... What? It's official, man. Bill, is there anything uh, that you can share from the meeting you guys had with Eddie in New York? Uh, any positivity? And did he speak of maybe a backup plan? Yeah, he so, definitely well, no. had you in New York for well, a reason. Well, no, the one thing that we wanted to to reiterate when me talking to him is that we're still at the table and we're still at, we're still ready to negotiate with George Cambosos and making this thing happen, right? And he shouldn't walk away from it and say, oh, well, you, you know, I that I'm mad at Devin for I don't know what was the, what was the tweet he said he was mad. Who with, uh, George Cambosso? He said I thought you you were manipulating something. What did, what the that's what a new he tweet. About? Oh, he know, said he said um, he said Devin tweeted to George Cambosos on January 16th. He said, "Yo, George Cambosos, are we making this fight happen or what?" I'm agreeing to all of your terms, whether it's the vaccine or the travel. It's starting to look like some ducking going on. And uh, he mentioned Eddie Hearn. George responded by saying, I love how you manipulate. Go to George's page on January 16th. I love how you manipulate and lie to your fans. Talk a big game, but show no action. A bit like your fights. I am patiently waiting with all of my belts for the offer from your boss, Mr. Eddie Hearn, because I got a stadium ready in Australia. See, But I can see the excuses already. There's the thing is, he keeps saying the stadium as a world champion, right? He keeps saying the stadium, he keeps saying the flag, he keeps saying that because he keeps keeps he keeps trying to drive this narrative that the only way that it can fight the ha- the fight can happen is at home. But being a world champion means you fight in the place that can stage in the world. 
you represent the world, right? And then the contradiction is that everything is supposed to be smooth sailing, right, when making this fight happen there. But then you hear uh, 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 an executive in Australia saying that it resembles North Korea. Now, if we went outside right now and we looked around and we said, damn, it looked like North Korea around here. Now, it's now a problem. that would be pretty bad. Yeah, it's a that problem. That would be pretty bad. It's a problem. That would be pretty bad. I have that tweet pulled up uh, if you want to screen share it. But you, but you still leave the onus on, on us to make it happen. Bill, now just to clarify, because you know people like to twist words or change the narrative of things. What you're saying is the only thing preventing Team Haney from traveling to Australia for that fight with George Campos is an offer. It, well, the, it's an offer. The offer. It's an offer. They haven't even got. That's what we he's saying. We haven't even got an offer. He's and, telling you what's going on in Australia, but he's saying, "Look, we're still going. We just never got anything. You never got any, anything." So the tweet that we're currently looking at is saying that from George Cambosos replying to Devin, he's saying that he's waiting on the offer from his quote unquote boss Eddie Hearn. Okay, so then when he said we talked, so Eddie then spoke to Lou and talked about a direction in which that the thing can happen because you want it, you want it to happen in Australia, right? And then similar to the same that what Top Rank did. He says, oh, give me something serious. So give us something serious then. Give us something. So you, the, you, you're asking for everything, and that's what everyone has said, both both Eddie and Devin, is that we've given you everything. Same, same thing as what uh, Lomachenko just said is. Brother, you got your best offer. We've given you everything. You're the one that wants to fight there. You're the one that's saying that it's a stadium full of people. You're saying that the people are waiting. You're saying that the sponsorships, you're saying that the the, the money is is there, right? Then and, why aren't you why aren't you offering any? If you're saying the money is there and you have you have a pulse on it, why aren't you offering a stinky dinky donut of it? <laughs> Anything. Absolutely, and uh, I mean, on the DAZN telecast last night, we Devin reiterated, he's like, you know, the the narrative that I'm pricing myself out is capped. Like, you know, so obviously Devin, according to him, he's like, whatever it takes to make the fight happen, he said, whether it's the travel, the vaccine, I want, I'll go, let's just make it happen at this point. But but to dig, dig down on that pricing himself out, has Devin or Eddie or yourself put out uh, a, a mandatory minimum that you want? Um, no. Because don't you need to receive it's an never, offer in order to never, price yourself out? Exactly. And we've never talked about what it would take Devin on our side with Eddie, how much money. We've never talked about the money. The first thing is securing uh, George Cambosos and being able to make the thing happen. So where would he get pricing himself out from? It was all bullshit because you can't price yourself out and then go back and um, ask Bob Aram to present an offer. Wouldn't you be presenting Bob an offer that you offered us? That's what I'm thinking about. When you think of the Jeff Horn fight, the reason he brought it there is because he'd have been showing that he'd been, uh, you know, putting on events in uh, in Australia. And I don't know. I, I don't want to believe that Bob would have sent Pacquiao over there on top rank money. Okay, well, if if the money was there, the second fight, why did for one Jeff Horn got paid five hundred thousand, right? The first fight in Australia, and then when he defended against Terence Crawford, where was that fight at? MG in America. Grand. So why is that? If if he became a champion and beat Pacquiao, then why wouldn't you then defend 
in your hometown, in your country. Well, I feel like they know that the money is here. Like the they're gonna bring the money here. People are gonna pay the money here. You know, probably anything outside of the Middle East, which I did want to ask you about. Um, yeah, Eddie said there was interest in the Middle East. Did you guys present that offer to Cambosos to go to the Middle East? I think what what Cambosos needs to do is is understand uh, the climate of, of the world and where we can have the event and where the event makes sense, right? And that's that's letting the promoters, both Lou, uh, uh, Eddie, and Devin, and I guess even for, with Ferocious Promotions, if you want the money, you can't have them both. If you want the biggest purse that you can get, then you got to put it in the place that you can get the biggest purse at, right? Mm. You know, you can't have them both. You you want to have it in a place, and then you you want to you want to cry about the money, what the money is going to look like. And from what I'm understanding in in the deal structure, it's only that he believes in himself in Australia. That Lou believed that they believe that they're going to get all the money from the venue that they're going to get. They believe in in Australian pay per view, and um, and they make it happen. And it's and it's it seems like uh it's, it's <laughs> where, it seems like where a fifth grader could understand it, is that I'm coming to you, right? You don't have to pay for me, right? And you can use you can use my likeness. You can use everything that you need to promote it, right? The 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 opponent is, is already paid for. Now, it should be free money for you. It should be free money in Australia. Yeah, I mean, uh, something that Patrick would say is, George hasn't showed any proof of concept. You know what I mean? Like you're saying you can sell 50,000, but where are your previous shows? Same thing with, with Lou. Uh, if he's saying that there's Australia, because I wanted to pull up Lou's tweet. Let me go back to that. Uh, because if you're saying that there's uh, television, then why hasn't Haney been presented with an offer? So uh, let me get a screen share here. We got Lou DeBella telling our very own George Cambosos, uh, not worth talking business with clowns, champ. There are numerous international powerhouse media companies wanting to televise slash stream pay-per-view your fights. Fights, not just one. Right now, Australia is a major market. Funny how none of them want to pay for Haney or meet his demands. And this is February 4th. Two mm -hmm. days ago, he's saying that his does it, TV does it? contacts and money people in Australia don't want to pay for what Haney wants. So, again, does I have to like – I got to double down. Does, he, does it look like that he's informing him for the first time? It looks like that he's letting him know that it's numerous international powerhouse media companies wanting to television pay-per-view your fights right now. Yeah, but he's doubling down on what George already said. Look, look, here's George saying, I got plenty of TV broadcasting options, mate. Mm -hmm. So Lou's just coming in telling uh, George, don't even talk to these guys. Okay, like, we know but, what we got. But that's what you got. But that's not what you presented to us. That's not Wait, what you— Wait, so something was presented. You, you said, No, I said that's not what you're presenting to us. Okay, you're, presenting, okay. you're not presenting anything to us, right? So if you're saying this— why aren't you saying this? You guys already know we have television stream because we've offered that to you guys. Mm -hmm. We're saying that you don't have it because you haven't offered. But so if you have, if you do, if you do have it, why are you saying it in the tweet and not saying that you already offered it to us? Now, being in New York City with Eddie, 
and Devin, why wasn't a call made to Lou right then and there to try trying to you know iron things out and figure out what is on the table? Um, because Lou is doing his best to uh to not fight Dev. He's he's he wants the Loma beginning. fight in your well, opinion. Well, no, he said in the beginning about Devin being an email champion, Devin being not worthy, Devin being you know Lou's Lou's been a hater for a while. And just like I told him that Devin was going to smash Comey if he had picked. If Comey had wanted to become a world champion instead of wanting to become a, a stepping stone to uh, Lomachenko getting back, then he could have got that work. Period. So, Nez, just kind of going back to what you were saying about George not proving mm-hmm. or, you know, not showing that he can put 50,000 people in the stadium in Australia. I went back and I looked. Last time he fought in Australia was uh, towards the back end, the, the end of 2017, right? He fought in a venue that hosts 700 people. Mm. So the last time you were in your home country, mm-hmm. you know, you fought in a venue that holds uh, 700 people. Now, he also obviously has uh, comes from Greek heritage. So I looked and I, I looked up. I'm like, when's the last time he fought in Greece? That was uh, mid-2019, so two and a half years ago. He fought in a venue that holds five thousand people. Now that's what it holds. Um, you know, no telling how you know how many people were actually in attendance. We never hear of fights in Greece, but do you think that maybe they're trying to uh, uh, bite off a bit more than than they can chew? Because it seems like if you can sit fifty thousand, host fifty thousand people in your host country. Why not present an offer to Team Haney and offer to Team Lomachenko? This is what we got. We can do 50000 in this stadium on this day, on this network, since they have plenty of network options, and go about it that way. Why do you think that is, Bill, that they have not done that? I don't know. That? You don't even have to do that with us. Just tell us what the guarantee is, and then we're going to show up. Yeah, I think uh, they're just playing, stuff. you know, they're just trying to see all the offers. Uh, you know, hypothetically. There's no guarantee, There's no guarantee that, none, that none of that's going to happen. And that's not and when you don't have a guarantee, then it's hard to get the fighters that you need, you know, that you know, that that you need to uh to host that kind of event. You need the guarantee. And Eddie Hearn and uh uh the zone has been putting behind putting the guarantees behind Devin Devin's uh last six fights. So it's no reason for us to believe that they're not gonna put no money up, right? Yeah, that's what I yeah. said. When I seen Camboso's tweet about get the money right or or they don't believe it, I'm like, what is going on here? Like, uh, last I checked, Gamboa got paid handsomely. Uh, it was made public that Joseph Diaz got more than what he was going to get to fight Ryan. So the narrative that there's no money when you fight Devin is crazy. Bill, I think. That's, that's Sean and Bella. <laughs> But yeah, man, I just think that that narrative is crazy, man. But uh, I don't know. I wanted I wanted to hear a backup, man. You, normally you got a backup. Normally you no, got normally, something there. Normally you give me a backup. Shit, give All me right. a backup. What's the backup, Danny? To me, the backup, truth be told, since uh, you know George and Lou are saying you know you can't entertain clowns. To me, the backup should be. Vers- well, no, I think when he said clowns, he was talking to the person that George was uh, directly tweeting to, uh, which was one of our listeners, Andre. Well, regardless, if they don't want to send the offers, right, for your 50,000 fans in Australia and all your networks that you got, you want to send the offers, Vasilo Matenko is number one in the WBC. Oh, so you're saying neither one of them fight George and fight each other? Why not? I just think that that's going to require Bob 
or rather, Devin, they're going to want Devin to fight on ESPN. You know, Bob has that deal. I don't know. Well, he did let Ramirez go over to DAZN, right? And the Campbell fight for only it was ESPN or DAZN when it was Vasil? No, the Campbell fight was on, uh, that was on DAZN. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, it's an, it's an opportunity for, for both networks to host, uh, to have each fighter, and the stream on both of them, you know. Um, what? What? Devin and, and Devin and, is Devin. The fight is on the zone, and the fight is on ESPN. If Devin fights Vasil, why not? It's an opportunity. I mean, you know, anything can anything can happen. I'm, just, you know, I'm making a face because I mean they're both in it for subscriptions. So I don't know. Right. I mean, if they're both in it for subscriptions, it's like you could look at it. The networks could look at it like, okay, you back your fighter, we'll back our fighter. The zone push Haney. In that fight, ESPN Plus, they pushed Lomachenko, how they've been pushing Lomachenko. And it's like you could do kind of like a co-promotion thing and, and make that fight happen. Because it's like, who who else? You know, Vasil Lomachenko's number one. Why not do it? Vasil I just Lomachenko, don't get why Vasil's getting opportunity. So Vasil gets an opportunity from Cambosos. If that doesn't happen, he gets another opportunity from Haney. So who do you see? Who do you see? I, I I mean, look, I guess I'm just the resident fucking uh, Loma hater. I feel like he's get this easy path, bro. Well, but to, who do to, you see? Who do you see? To me, Normally you I, have I would go with Tank, but I know that Tank is fighting Roly. They're saying Roly uh, may, maybe March. To me, it's just the most logical one, right? They showed up to the WBC convention. Carl Moretti, Igus Klimas, extremely happy that they, you know, they um, petitioned for that franchise status. You see people like, oh, it doesn't matter. He would have beat Devin easily, even though he had the opportunity to take that fight and chose to go a different route. So now let's see how easy it would have been for those who say that. He's number one in the WBC rankings. He just got off what people are saying a spectacular performance. He did look good you know, in against Nakatani. Um, oh, yeah, though. and Comey. So back to back spectacular wins, right? They saying Loma's back. They're saying he's a but you know, for those people that say that, he's number one in the WBC. Make that fight happen. Number two, you only got, person Comey beat ever was Ray Beltran. I mean, we it not, could be listen, it listen, could be argued like, that he like, beat Robert like, Easton. Like 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 uh we would have beat Vasil Lomachenko had he opted to fight us when Devin was the interim champion. We'd have beat him then, and we'd beat him even worse now. <laughs> what do you What do you think of a fight with Isak Cruz? I mean, he's number yes. three. He's number he's good. He's, he's, good. he's, he's listen. Yo, that's listen, another no, dude take, that's turned take, into a dog. Take nothing away from the, you know, the lightweight division is full of talent. Lomachenko is a bad boy, right? And uh, Isak Cruz is a hell of a tough, rugged fighter, right? You got Tank Davis, dynamite in both hands. Right, you got uh, uh, Cambosos, you know the Miracle Man, you know. Uh, it's just it's just so many opportunities for Devin to make good fights, and it's it's a great fight with all those guys. So man. you know what I'm saying? So you, Isak Cruz, yeah. You guys would be open to an Isak Cruz fight. Listen, we're at the we're at the top of the you know we're at the we're at the pay window. We're at the top of the food chain. Okay, right. We don't turn down a fade. Not at one thirty-five, and and Isak, he's number three in the WBC rankings. Number two is Ryan Garcia, who just um, announced Except a fight, for the fight uh, with Lou DeBella fighter. And once upon a time, Devin Haney uh, possible opponent. Right. And you see, and he and he knows when the when the Tago came up, they didn't. It was like nah, nah Tago for Devin, nah, 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 nah. You know what I'm saying? So 
Um, but I was right. The reason he's being accepted for Ryan is because Ryan's coming back from like from a this lot of hiatus. Shit. Yeah, from a lot of shit. Exactly. So, so we we respect. I it, can't respect it. I mean, uh, excuse me, wrong word. I can't believe they didn't take the Tevin fight though. Like mm-hmm. Tevin is more of a name than to Emmanuel. Oh no, abso- absolutely. But Tevin presents a lot of different problems that um, and a, and a wealth of experience as well as athleticism and defense and stuff that. Uh, that Tago won't probably bring, and but but Tago is a good fighter, right? He hasn't lost in a long time, right? So if you're coming back from something, that's the kind of fighter that you that you would have, I guess. I guess that would be a good fighter. Good yeah, fight. that's what I'm saying. Uh, you know, it, I don't think it would have been the right choice for Devin at that time because he's already the champion. You know. Yeah, but if Devin can't get, and that and that was the thing that me and you spent so much time talking about, like. Those those right fights before the big fights. If you couldn't get the right fights and you can't get the big fights, then what then what does that where does that leave you, right? So for a lot of time, for a long time, that we didn't get the fight, the stepping stone fight. We had to just throw ourselves in the pot because mm-hmm. a lot of the stepping stone guys weren't were looked at as uh as not tough tasks. I hear you. I think I don't know. I would if if that fight with Cambosos can't, uh, can't happen. I I would love Lomachenko. I would love it because for one, where does that leave Cambosos at at that point, right? Mm-hmm. And then for two, I, I guess ca- I'm not as me, enthusiastic as you is because I know that this the world that we live in. I just I I don't know that the business would be as simple with top rank and the zone. As it is obviously been with Lou, Lou and, and, and Top Rank. What do you, you see know? at one hundred and forty? At one hundred and forty pounds right now, Josh Teller, you're already the WBC champ. You already have a relationship with Mauricio Suleiman. Petition to fight. Have you spoken to him? Last I spoke to him, he was telling me he was sick, and I haven't heard from him. Oh, Mad no, days. No, shout out to uh, Mauricio. Yeah, I hope he's family. all right. He didn't you even know, show him, up to uh, the wish, fight. Yeah, wish him a speedy recovery, for sure. I uh, think I will. I was just with Josh. Uh, he was out here, obviously, because Ben Davison was in camp mm-hmm. with Devin. So well, that, that, you know what? Thank you for reminding. That won't happen, right? Mm-hmm. But Ben ain't letting that happen. But um, I know Josh was basically saying after his defense at home against Catterall, everything he was saying was hinting at that's it. At one, he basically he's like, I'm undisputed. What else do I have to fight at 144? You know, move up to forty-seven. Mm-hmm. That's the impression I got with the time I spent with him out here and Ben Davidson. Um, so, damn, one forty. That's a let's see. That's yeah, great, I mean, but if you're not fight. gonna fight, if you're not gonna fight Josh, I mean, you're gonna end up fighting for a vacant title at, at forty and have the same bullshit narrative that you're not a champion, that they emailed you the bell. I mean, obviously, it ain't gonna matter to you guys. You know, pay grade gonna be up. You're now a two-time champion, uh, but. You know, you know, um, Ramirez, another top rank fighter. I mean, you got Ramirez and Cepeda. Uh, well, Cepeda won Ramirez too. William Cepeda is too much of a threat and not a big enough name, bro. Nobody knows him. Who's the last dude? He he. No, he Ho- just... Jose Cepeda. He's Jose, the one. No, no I'm talking William Barbers. with Golden Boy. No, I'm talking not, not Jose. Jose already. You know, I mean, I mean he's, he's good, but like you he, know. Well, the reason I said his name is because he's number one in the WBC rankings. Wow! At, and uh, 
What was uh, he is coming off? Of, I think he just had a win, right? Yeah, he had that knockout win against a uh, former uh, Mayweather fighter, um, Jose Josue Vargas. Uh, yeah. he, he just starts Josue Vargas. What about Regis Progre? That's a good fight. That's a good fight. A good what fight. about he's Regis? with Pro Bellum too? But don't Regis got a fight? I mean, that's a good. He has a two. Oh, yeah. I talked. I talked. Uh, I talked to Eddie about about Regis as well. What's going you know, on, with Mikey? Regis, though Regis. Um, I think it's Regis moving up to 147. Nah, from what last interview I seen, he made it clear like he he's good at 140. Yeah, that might that might be a definitely a a future a future fight right there. That'll be a good one. Oh, Devin, Devin and Regis. What a, um you know also in the WBC rankings, who's, he's coming off his career best win. Sandor Martin just got done beating Mikey Garcia. Um, he's in the top, he's number four in the WBC I mean, rankings. He's just as known as again William Sabeta. You know, I love Sandor. Why do you why do you keep saying William? Like, cause William, <laughs> I'm not talking about Jose. Right. I'm talking about the one from Golden Boy. He's a better fighter and he's more of a risk. Right. But you know, people are gonna do the same thing I'm doing. Look at these WBC rank. Oh, he's not even in a top ten. Not even in a top fifteen. All right, but he's still less known. That these guys are not known. Like Devin Haney, fucking Sandor Martin. Again, uh, unless the zone is gonna put heavy marketing dollars in the showing that Sandor got this upset over Mikey on the zone and try to make him. Yeah, but since then they haven't even fucking interviewed him on the zone's own television or shows or anything. Well, bro. you know, I'm just thinking. You know, obviously for for Bill Haney to bring up, you know, possible opponents at 140 pounds, they're not gonna go up there. To not attempt to win a title, right? So if if Josh Taylor does vacate or does move up as expected, I don't even want to talk about one forty because no, it's sad, it, man. No, if you have about, to move up and vacate because they don't want to, because three champions don't want to fight, we could we could probably go up to one hundred and forty, have a real fight, right? With a with a fighter like Regis Progress, who's who's a boss, right? Who's a former world champion. Right, you got Mikey Garcia, another boss, former world champion. No different than you had with uh, JoJo Diaz, who who actually told Golden Boy them uh, when the Ryan Garcia fight fell out. He said, "Yo, give me Haney." Right, you got Jorge Linares, another boss, former world champion. Right, and you have and you have Gamboa. So um, you know we look we look to fight guys that can tell the promoter what they want to do and not hide behind the promoter. Right, so immediately I lit up with Regis Progre, and not that Regis Progre, he's he's a solid, he's a he's a solid fighter, he's a dog. If if we're picking anybody, um, I probably out of all of the guys that we mentioned, I lit up about the toughest guy in Regis Progre. But I also light up about him is because I know that he just made it, he just made a move over there to Pro Bellum, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Pro Bellum and, and and Eddie and and all of them kind of work work have a good working relationship with. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, that 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 sounds about right. Yeah, I don't mind the the, the pro gray fight. Uh, and like I said, he's with Pro Bellum. Um, and my friend William Sepeda's at thirty five. All right, champ. He don't know what he's talking about. We was talking about fighters at forty though. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and so the only issue with Pro Gray, obviously, is that he is fighting. Yeah, but that's March nineteenth. So then, uh, realistically then speaking, the, the zone date doesn't work. Well, forget the not even the zone date. He wouldn't even be able to turn around to probably mid to late summer. No, that's what I'm saying. You the know, date so, that's available for Devin doesn't work. So I'm. I mean, what do you? Sandor, it's it's back to Sandor again. If you can, if they can push 
the Sandor upset win. It happened on the zone. Don't you know? Makes sense. One hundred forty. He's one forty, but you know, rank number. I feel like they just didn't. They 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 haven't. Like he's got this upset win. Think about Andy when he got the upset, and obviously you know comparing Mikey at that time to AJ is is a horrible comparison. But at the same time, Andy was on. Or Cambosa, same thing. These guys went on press tours. These guys made it known that what they did. Like, Sandor won and just went back to fucking Spain. Yeah, you know, I feel like a big thing of it, too, there was no titles on the line. Yeah. You know, you talk about Andy and AJ. That was for a unified uh, heavyweight champion. Mm-hmm. You talk about George Cambosos. That was for the unified light. You know, he defeated the unified lightweight champion. So... You know, it's it is a bit different. I don't even want the move I, to forty. Me yet. neither. Because I don't it, want the move it, to it forty. It would be unfair. Box. It one, would it would also prove that boxing can't get it right in fucking twenty twenty two. To me, before that move to forty, I I just genuinely feel the two fights that need to happen is Cambosos and Lomachenko for for, for for Devin Haney. To me, those are the fights. I guess, I guess Loma gets a road back. But, I mean, look, you know, he does deserve it in the sense that Nakatani is a good fighter. Kome is a good fighter. Those are good wins since his loss to Tio. Uh, it's probably more than most people have done since a loss in that division. So, uh, I guess. I, I just, I'm, I'm not confident that it can happen. And so, I mean, I, you know, maybe you feel differently. I mean, when I hear Carl Moretti call Devin win. a good little fighter, I just don't see that they're in a rush to, to, to make a fight with him. I think his biggest his uh, Lomachenko's biggest win at 135 is by all means is uh Luke Campbell? No. Jorge Linares. <laughs> I like how you did speaking, that. Speaking speaking I like how you did that common opponent. You choose the dude that's the common opponent. Wiley Nares. Wiley well, Nares. Mean, that was that's who he that's who he became champion. He fought Jorge Linares, mm-hmm. who was going in there. Um it was only what, I think maybe two years. Later, two some odd years. So later, you don't was, think Pedraza beats Linares, even now or no. then? No. Really, you Jose? Think, Pel- you think Pedraza is gonna beat Linares? I think he would have probably beat him then and now. Yeah. What about you? And by then, I mean when Devin fought him. Well, you can see that who's who's more accomplished out of Linares and Linares, but at the lower weight divisions, right? Most of his accomplishments comes lower. He was a champion at 135. Vacant title with Corolla, right? Not no. no, no, no. Let's Linares double check. Let's check. Right. Let's check. Linares. I, I got his. Uh, I got it pulled up right here. We all do. Let's see. Because he was a WBC like interim. Because Mikey was the true champ at 35. Demarco. No, he lost to Demarco. Hold on. It's the Corolla, man. WBA Association. Say it right there. Look, WBC Diamond. I'm telling you, it's Corolla, man. And that was that was that was uh that was Eddie. Nah, so doing be- doing doing his thing with his bag to get Corolla his his last couple paydays. So no, it was uh Javier Prieto right here for the vacant WBC World Lightweight title. Bro, that's not the real belt. Keep looking. That was 2014, Mike. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. So then after at that, 35? at 35, yeah, lightweight. Then he he went on to who's Javier Prieto? He he um, went on to fight Kevin Mitchell and mm-hmm. washed Anthony Crawler twice. Like that's what I'm Luke Campbell, 
And then he lost. And look, the, and look he lost what he did. Lomachenko. Look what he did. So tell me how that WBC turned into a diamond belt? Because he decided not to fight Mikey, instead fight Corolla, got the diamond, and Mikey became the real, or Zlatan Cannon became the real champ. I'm telling you, if we follow the timeline. Yeah. I'm telling you, bro. He and chose who, Corolla. And then who did who did Lomachenko beat at 135? Uh, Linares, like you said, he beat he beat a few people so though. Linares he beat wasn't, he Linares beat Pildraza. He beat Pildraza. That was at thirty though. Oh no, that was thirty five. You right? Um, he beat. All right, it started with Linares, Pildraza, <laughs> Corolla. He fought Corolla too. This is ridiculous. Campbell, Co- Campbell. Yo, I didn't know that. Lo- yo, Corolla got a Not, shot at Loma. Where was I at? Was, that was Staples Center on a Friday night. They hit him on top of his head, but. Okay, so so fucking so Eddie, Eddie, you the and this is the bullshit. Eddie could get Corolla, a Linares, two Linares fights, and a fucking Vasil. Well, that's fight. why we can't when, when we did the deal, right? When we did the deal with Eddie, we felt that Eddie was the the B side to everyone. We knew that he would pay, right? We knew that everyone up until that point, Bob Aaron worked with him with everybody, right? We came in the door and then he said we signed we we signed the wrong deal with the wrong promoter. Well, wait a minute. Bro, this is the same promoter that was has been feeding you the 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 uh, hookers, the Maurice Hookers of the world, to Ramirez, the Anthony Corollas of the world, right? The Luke Campbells of the world. All of them came from our side. That's true. So when when Devin, we put ourselves in the in the in the lion's den, so to speak, right? We put on the sheep's clothing and then we walked out. They's like, no, you're a wolf. <laughs> we're like, no, we're a sheep. We're with Eddie. No, you're a wolf. Yeah, I really think. Well, but go back. So you said Lomachenko, who? So I think I think it's Pedraza. I mean, again, but some might argue when he beat Pedraza. Yeah, it's got to be he, Pedraza is the only two-time champ. I know that Linares is a three-time, but we've already went through who he who he's won his belts from. Like he won a belt from Corolla and a belt from Priatu. That's two times. Find well, his other time. So Pedraza was that after Tank? Yeah, that was, yeah. That was yeah. That was, so, so but he Lomachenko, beat Beltran for his belt. So Lomachenko beat beat Pedraza after Tank beating. Yes. So the biggest, the fight, the best fighter on 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 Lomachenko's, the best fighter on Lomachenko's is a fighter that Tank knocked out at thirty five though. But Lomachenko, see, you can't single no Lomachenko. at thirty at thirty. No, what I'm saying. Uh, that the biggest win for Lomachenko is... At 35, yeah. Yeah, 35. I but, think, but he but lost you, at 30. To, but I don't think tank. it's fair... Yes. But I don't think it's fair for you to say the biggest because Loma's resume is more about uh, the entirety and so, the time that he put it together. Pedraza, who did Pedraza beat at 35 to be something? He beat uh, uh, Beltran, I believe, for the world title, right? It wasn't the world title. It was. Not. WBO, man. I thought Richard Comey beat Beltran no. for the title. The, who, no. do, who, who did Pedraza beat for the belt to become two-time? No, you said, but I'm saying this. Who did he beat at 135 for Loma to have his best win at 135 meant that that Pedraza then did something at 135, right? I mean, no. No, but just tell me that. Who did he Who did he beat? I mean, his, uh, best, win at, his best win at 35 is probably, honestly, probably Ray Beltran. I mean, he went to decision with Moran, who you guys annihilated. Mm-hmm. So I would say his best one at 35, Pedraza, that is, is probably Ray Beltran. 
And I'm, that was that was the fight before the Lomachenko fight. It was for the WBO too. Why y'all making me look like I'm wrong? He won his second belt versus Beltran for the WBO. I told you that. That was after Beltran had about five losses. I mean, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, so, but so that's but what I'm the, saying. Then, so you can't you can't justify all the shit that he didn't did at 135, or you can't justify, you know, what why we look at him the way we look at him. But then right? we Bill, look at we look at Lomachenko the way we look at him because he ain't fought no fucking body for us to look at him but, like that. But and listen, tiny... and so so just like I said before, <laughs> just like I said before, if Lomachenko can get it now, we can fight Lomachenko. We could have fought him then like we can fight him now. But we look at it because of what we're saying. Because the fighters that he didn't fought, the fighters that we didn't fought, the things that we think that he didn't did, right? We don't look at Richard Comey the same way that you guys looked at him. We wanted Richard Comey before he did. So when you got when he got Richard Comey, that's nothing. That's mm-hmm. nothing. No, nobody that he's fought, that he's beat, right, that we look at it and say that we couldn't beat or was going to give us a hard time. So I only get kind of... A little bit when we come back to first, I'm talking about George Cambosos, right? And we're talking about making the the undisputed. So then we start talking about Lomachenko, right? Well, if George Cambosos ain't it and it's Lomachenko, then then it's Lomachenko. But we're not going backwards. We're staying at the pay window. We want to fight the best fighters for the biggest purse on the biggest stage in the world, period. So if it's not Lomachenko, then no, it would have to be Lomachenko. It would have to be. Is, I yeah. mean, because then, cause then uh, you know, commercially, the only other bigger fight would be uh, Tank. Well, that's I think Tank would be the bigger fight in general. But it would be Ryan, then the only other fight that's, like, commercially bigger than that. Yeah, but, that. you know, we're talking next fight. Both those fighters you just mentioned already have fights, fights. Li- fights yeah. lined up. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying if you take Loma... You leave George with nothing if you don't want to fight for undisputed. I mean, Isaac is st- like if you, oh, if, Pitbull, if, if you can't get Loma, I guess Isaac is in a bad option, and it's a common opponent with Tank. Bill, so what? What would you say? Because obviously you were just questioning Loma and how you know he beat Pedraza after Pedraza lost the Tank. What would you say to the people that say, "Well, Devin beat Linares"? After Loma beat him. No, we but we took Linares after nobody else would fight us. We took Jojo Diaz after we couldn't make nothing else happen, right? So right now, and I'm saying is that we're vocally to everyone and saying is that we don't have an opponent. We're trying to negotiate with George Cambosos. He says, do we, well, what's the other option, right? There isn't any option, but we will fight anybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's not no option because I don't want to say, okay, well, now, but we're, we're already negotiating with this other person, so we're not wholeheartedly in good faith trying to do everything we can t- with George Cambosos. That makes sense. I, I wanted I, to ask you because um, two of Devin's past opponents will be in the ring here later this month, and Zaire Abdullayev and Jorge Linares. Just wanted your thoughts on that fight really quick. Obviously, uh, Devin became – he won the interim title against – uh, mm-hmm. Abdullayev in New York, which obviously then he was elevated to world champion once um, Lomachenko and his team petitioned for a franchise. Just wanted your thoughts on, on that fight. You know, obviously Devin beat them both. Oh, no. You know, it's a funny thing about boxing. I know you both know that once you, 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 uh, once you fight someone, you automatically kind of become a fan of theirs. You kind of want them to, to do, do good. good. You want them to do good, right? Because it, 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 it elevates your wins. It elevates you. So, Absolutely. Uh, we're, we're, I'm, well, at least I am. I know that I'm pulling for Jorge Linares 
and uh, Zawar Abdullah to uh, have great showings, great outings. But but they're both they're both good fighters, you know what I mean. And I expect uh, I expect them to uh, you know to put on a hell of performances. Zawar Abdullah, he came to fight. No one knew who he was. We knew he was undefeated. Uh, he had beat Hank Lundy. Uh, he had beat Hank Lundy so vicious out there in Russia that we knew that he had that kind of that dog in him that you were going to have Devin was going to have to uh, you know keep him under control. Um, so, you know, shout out to him and good luck to him and his team. Uh, Igus Klimas uh, represents Zawar. I, I was going to say, he must have some money because other than Haney, he gets everybody to come to Russia. Right. That's uh, that's uh, that, that good team of uh, Igus Klimas. And he them, just uh, come, he's just Russian. coming off of his Lata Cannon win, too. Yeah, the, the, Fed, the Federation, they do a great job with their fighters. Uh, we were, uh, you know, it was a privilege uh, for us to uh, be able to get to get a, a Russian opponent in Zawar Abdullah. For the interim, because can you, you imagine? Do you expect to to have him as a mandatory? He's the WBC uh, silver. Well, you know, you know what happened is he raised his hand, and uh, Tiafimo was Tiafimo and Javier Fortuna was in the tournament. It was a tournament that was ordered for the WBC, and it was Tiafimo, Zarab Dalev, Devin Haney, and Javier Fortuna. Tiafimo Lo- Lopez famously uh, got out of the tournament and said that he 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 found uh, a quicker a quicker way to uh, his goals and his aspirations. Uh, Javier Fortuna, um, you know, he was backed in like a cat, according to uh, uh, the promoter, Javier Fortuna's promoter. Uh, he got Samson, who said he got backed into a corner uh, with it. Um, but Zawar Abdullah, shout out to him in the Federation and Igis Klimas, they raised their hand. And uh, one thing that I know about when Igis got a chance to look at Devin firsthand up close with Zawar Abdullah, um, you know, he, he kind of could see – you know uh, the problems that uh, that we would bring to to Lomachenko. Yeah, or but concerns, he's but he's concerns. worked his way back to basically your mandatory. Yeah, I mean, he's, oh, it's, he's he's no he's like I said, you know those kind of guys. You know, you cheer for him. You know, you cheer for him. And I said, shout out to everything that he's done. He's he uh he uh, I think he had injured. He had had a, suffered an injury, a, a orbital bone or something like that was fractured, and uh, in the Devon fight in, in the New Devon York, fight yeah. in the Devon fight in New York. So. Um, you know, shout out to his team and, you know, uh, the amazing job that they're doing uh, making a comeback up the ranks. So whatever happened to the interim champ, did they just, like, dissolve it? Because I know that uh, Ryan was an interim titleist, right, at one point, and then, you know, I don't know whatever happened. After. That's how it is when you, when you become anything close to Dev. We get, we get them up off of, of us. They don't get elevated. They don't get none of that. You get demoted or you get beat the fuck up. Period. Okay. All that so other I, shit. All that other shit. You know, when we were in interim, and you can you gonna get elevated and all that. No, you gotta when you with the WBC, you gotta put your name in the hat, and you gotta be willing to rock. Yeah, or at I'm least just that's saying, our experience. I'm Sorry just I'm, no, no, not not at all. I'm just seeing that uh, obviously Emmanuel isn't highly ranked on the WBC. He's at number ten, Tagago. Uh, Abdulayev is number four. So there's a possibility that Linares is number six and Haney's other victim, Abdulayev, number four, who's already the silver champ, you know, uh, with that win over each other, whoever wins could possibly be mandated as the mandatory since there's no interim champion. But you see what what guys guys look like. They say we ain't fought nobody even after we beat them. 
You see, you see Zaro Abdelef still hanging around. You see Jorge Linares, and also you see Jojo Diaz. Absolutely. So that that's a testament to the work that we're putting in, and it's also a testament to the guys that raised their hand. And like I say, this is boxing. It's not for the faint at heart, right? It's 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 for the the bosses or 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 the soldiers that have aspiration to become bosses. I'm being and, told Jojo was also the interim. Yeah, Jojo, Jojo was the interim as well. Oh, okay. So obviously, when you lose to the champion, you you you're no longer the interim. So no one's the interim at this point. Which could again, I mean, is the interim higher? You would know better than us. Is the interim belt higher than the silver? Yeah, the interim belt is higher than the silver oh, because so, at any given time, if the interim champion petitions to fight the world champion and you don't fight them, they can get elevated because there's no one else for them to fight. So in theory, position. so in theory. The winner of Linares Abdulayev can be placed in interim status if you actually fall into negotiations with Cambosos. Man, put him in line, and Deb gonna knock him down. <laughs> put him in line, he gonna knock him down. We don't we don't complain about nobody in in a position or nobody raising their hand to fight. We know that that's a respect thing, right? We know that we've been disrespected by other fighters who've been in the opportunity and in the position that they didn't even recognize Devin raising his hand, right? So when they oh, raise their hand, wow. when, they, when, they, when they raise their hand with us, uh, we take it as respect. I like that. Shout out to uh, Mr. Stilia Chin. He changes his name. He was best dad ever, Mr. Stilia Chin. Now he's in the, in the chat as Javonta One Time Davis. Uh, but he said, fight Montana Love. That's not a title shot. Oh, yeah. Montana Love is a Montana Love brings a lot of excitement to the to the table. And he's got uh, a date listen, though. Yeah, we you know, my, shout out to Montana Love and everything that he's doing. Listen, when we put what our name is put side by side with these guys and and potential fights, we don't we don't take it as slight, we don't take it bad. We know that it takes two to tango and it takes it takes two uh fighters that want to fight to make exciting fights for the people. It doesn't say that he has anything on BoxRec, but I just watched this post yesterday where he was saying he was actually hand-to-hand in tickets. So I don't know if he has something else. Shout out to on. shout out to Montana Love and all the uh, everyone that represents the whole Love brand. They're doing a hell of a job. I saw him in there, and he had he had the uh, he had the dog. That was the first time I got a chance to see. He had the dog. He had the uh, yeah. The, what what the kind of dog? Was French that? bulldog. Yeah, the French bulldog working overtime. You did. <laughs> yeah, man. He had him in the ring. The for your fight, he was on the undercard, and the, I mean, the the dog was in the ring. He was doing the media workout with him. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, that was. I don't know, man. I'm on Lomachenko at this point because I just I, I yeah, just... he's the best option available, and 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 you know. I mean, if he's good enough for 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 Cambosos, then he might as well be good enough for Haney, right? Because that's who Cambosos is negotiating with, with as well. And then obviously, if you're if you're Devin Haney, if you're Team Haney, that's your opportunity to prove why he chose or why his team chose to petition for franchise mm-hmm, status. Mm-hmm. And you know, and it's just the biggest other fight. I mean, outside of Tank, Vasil is very recognized. I just I just feel like uh, you know Eddie. And Bob doing business is a lot more likely than Eddie and people. Well, they've done it before, like he said, you know, with Corolla, with uh, Campbell. With everybody. And yeah, Ramirez. With a number of people. Yeah, a number of people, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing is, are they going to want to do it with uh, that good little fighter, Devin Haney? That good little fighter, isn't he? 
<laughs> shout out, shout out, Carl Moretti. Shout out, Carl Moretti, man. Ah, uh, man. Well, Bill, man, we don't want to take too much more of your time. I see you brought the kids with you. You are, look. I tell you guys, man. I, I tell him all the time, but I don't know if I've ever said it on air. But man, this guy is like the best dad ever. He makes me want to be better, a better dad. Look, I thought you popped in. Next thing I know. The kids are here too. You never without them. That's amazing. Shout out to uh, little Sean Haney uh, doing his thing on the tennis court. Yep, yep you yep. know we just had a tennis tennis tournament. We we uh we come up short, but it was his it was his first tournament, and uh, he was in there, and, and I mean he was fighting. He was fighting. Um, I think it was six four six four, right? But we he had opportunities that uh he could have he could have taken it down in a sudden death. But, uh, you know, we got some things that we saw that we can work on. And it was his first tournament. And I'm so happy and, and uh, proud of him. Yeah, Just, man. I'm proud of uh, you being here <laughs> and always popping up. You make me so happy, man. I, I, I thank you for always coming through and giving us, uh, you know, the real, man. Because there's a lot of quotes out there and uh, a, a, a lot of sources. But we, we always get that, that Devin Haney information from you. And we appreciate it, man. You want to go to an intermission while... Absolutely, yes. Um, all right, so the only longest intro I have is the one uh, that I sent you. I go with the first one, I guess, and just loop it so we could do this photo op. I can loop the Haney song. Oh, I didn't hear it. Oh, I love it. Watch your headphones. Oh, yeah, yeah. Watch your headphones. Watch your headphones. You're going to see it on MGM Grand. Only one will stand. Bill Haney, William E. Haney, come with that fight plan. They didn't think six niggas out of Oakland was gonna push up on the ass. You did. Theboxingvoice.com. Well, tell the truth and shame the devil that Devin is a bad motherfucker. WBC, the right Come get the real belts, not the front. This ain't franchise shit. That boy is good. Bill Haney, say his name three times, pop up like candy, man. When you talk about this, you talk about one of the best fighters in boxing. SDS Promotions. see it on MGM Grand. Only one will stand. And Bill Haney, William E. Haney, come with that fight plan. They didn't think some niggas out of Oakland was gonna push up on the ass. You did? Theboxingvoice.com. Well, tell the truth and shame the devil that Devin is a bad motherfucker. WBC, the lightweight, the Come get the real belts, not the front. This ain't franchise shit. That boy is good. Bill Haney, say his name three times, pop Only one will stand. And Bill Haney, William E. Haney, come with that fight plan. They didn't think some niggas out of Oakland was going to push up on the ass. You did. Theboxingvoice.com. Well, tell the truth and shame the devil that Devin is a bad motherfucker. WBC, the Come get the real belts, not the front. This ain't franchise shit. That boy is good. Bill Haney, say his name three times, pop up like candy, man. When you talk about this, you talk about one of the best fighters in boxing. SDS Promotions. Shout out Bill Haney. Shout out DHP Promotions. Uh, thank you for stopping by and giving us uh, another great interview and obviously the information necessary uh, to put to some fire under Lou DeBella. Lou, why no offer? Brandon, 
Contact Lou DeBella. Get him back on the show via Zoom. It's time to get this popping. Schedule him for Friday. Kian, what time is the uh, live fights on Friday? Uh, 6 p.m. which means 9 Eastern. So if we so, start early. If we yeah. start early. No, I'll be here before Friday. So schedule him for the morning show Friday without a doubt. Matter of fact. We got a fucking budget now. Tell him we'll fly his ass out and get in the studio so he can't escape the fucking uh, the pressure that I'm about to put on his ass. All right, but moving back to our daily topics. Ken, do you have any of the lines open? You have no caller lines open? I don't know if you guys have... We have the Skype, but not the blog talk. Blog talk is scheduled, though. You just have to log in. I'll pull it up. And uh, let me go to Skype and then just double check. But let's get through these topics, right? So any fights? Chris Eubank, I know we did a live fight chat. Hold on, hold on. Because uh, where we left off, um, we got done with the Thurman card. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's talk about the matchroom card in Phoenix. Mm -hmm. Um, Jesse Bam Rodriguez stepped up in weight. He started his career at 105 pounds. Mm Mm-hmm. He started his career at 105, stepped up in weight um, to challenge Carlos Scott. Well, to challenge for the WBC title. It was a vacant title. You know, he stepped in there. Well, with- well, well, let's give some context. It wasn't a vacant title. This is the WBC doing the bullshit again. The same issue they created at 135 and at 160. They're doing it yet again in this division. Uh, what is the exact poundage? It's 115. So Can I just make that up? Is there such thing as poundage? Weight, weight, maybe. I think, I, I think that's the word you were looking for. It was weight. <laughs> well, okay. So they created another franchise title in another division, right? Juan Francisco Estrada, yes, um, was elevated to franchise, and this belt was made vacant. For and these I'm being two to told fight. that the reason behind it was because he's fighting Rungsvial, isn't it? No. Wasn't that why? No, 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 no. Bam, uh, Cuadras, and Soran Bisai. We're supposed, supposed to, to fight. fight. Okay, so then that means that Estrada is fighting someone for like a no, triple. No, he, he was supposed. He yes, uh, the he was supposed to fight Chocolatito, but he's hurt, which is why um, Julio Cesar Martinez is fighting Chocolatito in San Diego on March the fifth. Hmm, San so, Diego, March fifth. Hmm. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> David will be paying you a visit. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, nah, but um, so. Bam Rodriguez moved up in weight. Uh, obviously, like I said, Juan Francisco Estrada is the franchise champion at 115 Superfly. Um, and Bam looked Superfly in the ring last night. What, what, what were your thoughts on the fight? Because I know you just watched it this morning uh, or earlier today. What were your thoughts from what you saw from Bam Rodriguez against Cuadras? It's crazy. He's probably one of the first dudes... That I'm interested in in that weight. What exactly is that weight division? Superfly, 115. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I haven't been excited about the 115 pound division since like Vic Darchinian, Nonito Donaire. Um, so Chocolatito doesn't excite you? No, uh, I come from that HBO era. So I remember them forcing us, telling us he was pound for pound. And in my opinion, he just wasn't. I know that he won some titles in a bunch of divisions. But those lower divisions, like anything below 26, even 22, they're so close. Like you're fighting at eight, 118. 
No, he's fighting at 114. Oh, excuse me, 115. Right. And then, no, he's fighting at 112. Right. And then, no, he's fighting at 108. Like, get the fuck out of here, man. I take shits heavier than 108 pounds. <laughs> so, um, you know, Bam Rodriguez is now the youngest. Um, Champion ever. World champ. No. Not ever, currently. Currently, that's he is, right. He is now the youngest current world champion. You know, took a short notice. He was on a card originally, right? Yeah. Took a short notice but, to, to step up in weight exactly. and step up in competition and challenge for his first world title. Um, He dropped Cuadras in the third round. Um, I was really impressed with his foot foot movement, his head movement. Um, He did... Block a lot of shots, you know, slipped a lot of shots. Obviously got caught, but Cuadras has that come forward Mexican style of fighting. You know, by far, Cuadras was the toughest uh, opponent um, Bam Bam or Bam Rodriguez had ever been in there with. Bam had never. That was a huge step up. Absolutely. He had never been past. And eight. that dude could still punch. Oh, absolutely. You heard it. And you saw it in their face, you know. Cuadras He cheeks. was punching hard from the beginning, too. Bam, um. Decent defense, bro. Absolutely. Decent defense. I, I I remember telling you, like, bro, I don't like that he's catching so many shots. Um, but you know, he was still, you know, delivering and doing his thing, bro. You know, he was game. Um, for those who may not know, he is brother to Joshua Franco. Um mm-hmm. Bam had never been past eight rounds. And the last time he went eight rounds was, you know, two years ago. Um, and I, if I'm, that was crazy, and that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I'm excited about him. That's why I put superstar in the title because he, he did like how many total fights he stepped up. Like, it, this is like cutting well, the line. Well, you know, he uh, going into last night, he was 14 and 0, exactly. 10 knockouts. When did when did when did when did Shakur get that first title? How many fights did he have? How old was he? This is what I'm saying. It was, like, it was. Similar, similar, absolutely. Um, and that's what I'm showing that he is putting himself in that Loma category. Well, not Loma because Loma did it in two fights, but uh, Guillermo Regendao, who was also in that weight class, he did it in twelve fights. I remember. So, you so, know, I'm excited about Bam, man. And then obviously, you know, I'm attached to Robert in some way. Like I love Robert and and, and all his fighters. So, um, yeah, I, I love what he did yesterday. The defense. The offense, though, that left hand, that uppercut, man, he's good. He's good. Very excited uh, to see him and, and moving forward. No, absolutely. I'm definitely excited. You know, he had only been uh, eight rounds, and that was on two occasions, and that was it, you know. Um, so very inexperienced, but that did not show in the ring last night. I, he looked uh, like he'd been in there before. He looked like a veteran. I, I personally was extremely in, in, impressed with Bam. Me too. Me too. And and again, because of who he fought for that belt, it's un, it's just unfortunate now Estrada's out there and can claim to be the true champ of that division and then probably loses to Juan Martinez. Is Martinez still with Eddie? No, they're not fighting. I thought you said he was supposed to fight Chocolatico. Chocolatico's out. No, Estrada's out. Estrada is out of that fight. It was supposed to be the trilogy with Chocolatito. Estrada's out of the fight. Oh, he pulled out. Yeah. Wang is in. Who? Martinez. Yeah, Julio Cesar Martinez. All right. I called him Juan by mistake. Yeah. But he's the one that's trained by Eddie. Yeah. Well, I think it's more of a co-managing deal um, because I've never seen him in the gym with Eddie, even though I've seen him. 
I've seen Eddie in the corner. Exactly. But I've never seen him like actually in the gym. I don't know. This fight's right, in San Diego though, so maybe he will is, go will to San Will it be Diego. for the franchise or not? I don't think there's anything on the line. Good. So then they need to strip Estrada, who's hurt. He no longer needs to have a franchise status. So kind of do like Emeritus? Yeah. Champion Emeritus? Diamond belt his ass. But nah, he needs an Emeritus because he, he was a full champ. Diamond belt is like, um, what do you call that? Yo, that's like, crazy. I'm, I'm on BoxRec looking at Bam Rodriguez. I knew the most he had been was eight rounds. Mm -hmm. That was on two occasions. Mm -hmm. No, they said that <laughs> Hold on the telecast. On, listen. He had only been six rounds once, mm -hmm. and that was it. Mm -hmm. So all his other fights were less than that. Four, no, they said it on the telecast, yeah. and they said that, that, that Robert Garcia said the work that he gets in the gym is better than having those fights, that he was ready, and he fucking proved it. And that's what really was the best thing because it's just like, bro, he jumped levels. Like, he's made me a fan because he jumped so many levels. Yeah, that, that's Quadra, Look, I'm. this is not my division. I don't love it. But, bro, I've been hearing about Cuadras for three years. We've been watching. I know he's that's been it? out. That's it? Oh, okay, I know he's okay. been out longer. I'm just saying he's really exploded onto the boxing scene in the last three years. He's been becoming more and more of a... And I'm and I'm using the term here, household name, so fucking loosely because the households whose name he's popping in are hardcores. Okay, no casual nah. fan knows who the fuck uh, Quadras is, but I'm saying that that he has become one of those names that the hardcores uh, like. He's like a Dervianchenko, if not better, because he's actually been a champion in his life, right? He's ever won a, a belt. Who Quadras? Yeah, he yeah. was the WBC at one point, I believe. Yeah, no, I mean, I feel like the diehards know him, have known of him seven, eight years, if not longer. Yeah, but you but know, no, 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 no casuals. No, no, no casuals. You know, um, once upon a time, he was the the WBC super flyweight uh, champion. Um, you know, and he he does have some notable wins. I mean, he beat Soren Visai. Mm -hmm. You know, he he's he holds wins against Soren Visai. Um, but he's lost a lot of those big fights. Chocolatito, Juan Francisco Estrada, Mick Williams Arroyo. Damn, uh, he lost to Arroyo? That's bad. Yeah, that was, that's a, bad. That was a majority That's decision. probably Arroyo's biggest win, straight up and down. <laughs> and that's the thing. People act like I don't know about these divisions. They be tripping. They just not that as exciting as y'all try to make it seem. But yesterday's fight was exciting. You know, and obviously, um, so... Uh, uh-oh, Juan, Fra Juan Francisco Estrada, you know, he's he's coming off that loss to Estrada. You know, that was a TKO uh, in the 11th round. Action-packed. I'm going to be honest with you. I have... Wait, wait, wait. Because I don't know if I heard it wrong or you said it wrong. It sounded like you said Estrada's coming off a loss to Estrada. No, I'm sorry. I meant Carlos Cuadras going uh, into this fight was coming off of a, off of a loss. By uh, knockout? Yeah. So again, another dude in a what almost three hour span that we're talking about who's done what Keith Thurman didn't do. Fight a dude coming off a loss and knock him out. No. Bam man. didn't get the knockout. No, shit. It wasn't decision. Shit. I try I'm just trying to put a little pressure on Keith because mm. I want to be right. He should have done better. He should have done better. Tank is smaller than him. He should have done better. 
I got this audio here. Can we get a screen share? We're going to go back to Keith. We never got to say his little... Oh, shit. Can't forget the screen share because we can't... I can't play the audio without the shit today. This was Keith talking shit and indicating that he was going to go the WBC route. I did want you to see the medallion, though. It's a, whether, whether this is a cheaper version or the new version, as you can see, it's transparent in the sense that there's a cutout in the, in the metal that you can see right through it, but it's not gold. That was the original reason of pulling it up. It's like this is the first one ever that we see that's not gold. Well, I mean, I don't know the reason behind it. Me neither. I've never seen one that looks like that. Me neither. But, you know, let's be honest. We've had numerous changes to the WBC title. You know, they they change as years go on. The medal we started to see several years back. Maybe it was just an, a little upgrade Mauricio felt like, you know. I don't know, but the gold just is better. You know, it's yellow and gold has been the colors of the belt. So add, add this silverish grayish with black line. I don't know. I like the the medallion now being hollow in the sense that you can put your fingers through it, but to go back to the gold. I I honestly really could care less. Like, But the, I think that's what the problem is, right? Um, you were watching a video that Paulie did uh, on Paulie TV uh, where he was discussing the, the belts. Right, and uh, he held a uh, a poll. A poll. 70% um, of the fans felt that the WBC was the most prestigious mm -hmm. title in boxing. Mm -hmm. Followed, now he he said, obviously... I know somebody was 16%. That's a big drop-off. If, 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 if the public believes, 70% of the public believes that, that the WBC is the best-looking belt and, and, and another sanctioning body only got 16%. No, I don't... I I would have to go back. I know in second, I'm sure it's on his community page, the actual poll. Um, I want to say that the Ring Magazine... I, I know the Ring Magazine came in second. Mm -hmm. So I want to say the Ring Magazine was the one that got the 16%. Damn. So it wasn't even a sanctioning body. It was a, mm -hmm. a, mag mm -hmm. a magazine, right? Um, very historic. Obviously, a lot of people... Uh, but the reason I brought that up before you get too far ahead. and I forget is that... He made it clear that the WBC has the best marketing team, and that's why they yes. are in number one because, you know, they're, they're humanitarians. They do more than just – like, IBF is just a sanctioning body. You know, they don't – I don't see them I in was, hospitals. I was just telling you, I barely see representatives at fights. Exactly. And well – no, if it's a if it's an IBF TV, I mean TV. I'm title fight, looking for Paulie title TV. fight. But what I'm saying is, you'll see other sanctioning bodies with their president there all fight week. Mm -hmm. You know, they'll have little things. They'll have fighters come in, whatever the case may be. The IBF being the only American sanctioning body, you just don't see that, and it bothers me. I'm like, damn, like them your people's from Jersey. Like, what y'all doing? Like, get out here to these fights. Um, I like his thumbnail. Shout out to Keen. That was your thumbnail for the Paulie TV video. What's which, uh, which belt, boxing belt, is the most important? No, it's Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy, look at you. Shout out to Jimmy. Um, Not to be confused with Jimmy Lennon Jr. Or Sr. Or Sr. Um, no, you know, to me, uh, Obviously, talking about Bam, he looked phenomenal. I thought uh, I I Look picked at the traction Paulie gets. I Two thousand votes, this fucker. Shout I, out to Paulie Malinaji. So I got it pulled up here. 
Oh, it doesn't let us see the results. Only he can see it. That's so shitty. And he did show it in the video for those who may. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and bet on the WBC. Shout out Mauricio. Now look. Now that I bet. Um. Now that I voted, I'm always thinking money. Now that I voted, I can see the results. Can I get a screen share? So WBC seventy one percent, WBA three percent. What benefits out three percent? IBF seven percent, WBO three percent. What Bob orders? Ring TV sixteen. Let me go ahead and thumbs up your post, Paulie Malinaji. You know, so now to Bam, back to Bam. Oh, he wanted to get back to that, guys. I'm trying to, you know, well, go to people you I just, know. I just think nah, it, I'm joking, I I'm just joking. think it's important to note that. Going into the fight, he said once he became champion that he would go back down. You know, he feels that he can still make 108. He feels that he can be champion at 108, be champion at 112. So, you know, we very well may see that title vacated. Obviously, great thing that he took the opportunity, stepped up in the moment, became world champion. Absolutely. You know, currently the youngest in the sport. Um, I believe it was previously Devin, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, it was good to see. It was an entertaining fight. Um, I was just really impressed catching a lot of punches, slipping a lot of punches, his foot movement, his head movement. So what was he at 112 or was he at 108? He started his career at 105. He started he started his career at 105. But where would he be going back down to? Um, Flyway or junior fly? So his, his last the fight. The fight before last, what was it? His last fight was at 109. Mm, junior fly. So uh, Or a little, but one pound above. Yeah, but, you know, he feels that he can make 108. Um, so, obviously, he was a pound over in his last fight, um, the 108 limit. He tripping, so he about to go back down to 108. Hector Flores, DJ Carell, Jairo Noriega. Man, I'm not even going to... Who are these people? Like, why would be... Kenshiro... And I'm only saying his name because the first name sounds like we might know him, but probably fucking a video game or something. <laughs> I don't know none of these guys. Why is he going back down here to fight dudes that no one's ever heard of? Is the zone even going to pay for this shit? Is the 108 division popping in, 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 in the hardcore's life? I mean, it's an opportunity to become champion, right? The top 10 is Daniel Maleton. Oh, wait, I feel like... No, that's Murataya. Who is this guy? I'm telling you, Esteban Bermudez, Augustine. I don't. Well, I don't know. You know, notoriously. So he's uh, Felix Alvarado. Is that someone that you wh know? What are you looking at? The rankings for 112. I'm looking at junior flyweight rankings 108 because you said he feels he can make 108, and I'm not just looking WBC. I'm looking ring top 10. Okay, the best in the division, and I don't know. I mean, Jonathan Gonzalez. Last Jonathan I knew for that one sixty eight. So I know I know he's ranked number six in the WBC. Mm -hmm. You have the other sanctioning bodies pulled up. What is yeah. he? What is he ranked in those other sanctioning bodies? At one hundred eight. At one hundred eight. Uh, number one in the WBO, and Jonathan Gonzalez is the champion. He's not ranked in the IBF. Look, he's uh, ranked number six in the WBC. Look, um, the way I look at it is he's 22 years old, mm -hmm. so he's still gonna, he's still maturing as far as his body is concerned. If he feels he can make 108, why not become a multi division world champion, right? 
Um, obviously, those lower weight classes, the majority of the champions, not all of them, but a lot of champions are from, you know, like Japan, mm -hmm. uh, Latin American countries, or maybe even uh, Africa, you know, from Africa, we see those uh, smaller weight classes. But I'm all for it. You know, I'm all for it. He's an exciting fighter. Um, you know, uh, Mexican-American, comes from a fighting family. Obviously, like I said previously, brother to Joshua Franco. So I'm all for it. You know, he took the opportunity, he ran with it, and he made it happen. You know, Julio Cesar Martinez taking this opportunity to fight a legend in Chocolatito. No title on the line, um, but it's still a great opportunity. And he's, you know, hopefully uh, that fight goes through as Estrada pulled out. And, you know, we can see what happens with that, right? But I'm all for him pulling out. Yeah, I mean, look, it was an opportunity. Um and he took it, and 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 obviously he's gonna be paid handsomely now moving forward. Um, it was strategic, and going back down would also be strategic. You know, and and, and like you said, he's gonna now be able to leverage more money, mm -hmm. more money in in future title fights, right? So or any fight for that matter. Yeah, because now he's at least. Uh, former world champion, Absol current world champion. Absolutely, and, you know, it was uh, broadcasted. You know, we don't see many of those uh, lower weight classes broadcasted, you know, here in the U.S., and when we do, it's usually around. Well, the Quadras, div well, no. his division, Quadras a name. I mean, but it's the it's the 108 we don't see often. But what I'm getting at is. Wasn't Calderon, that's the last, like, Calderon, right? Ivan um, Calderon was 108, yeah. right? But what I'm getting at is it's the same names that you see fighting each other. Estrada, Cuadra, yes, Cho yes, Chocolatito, yes. Soranvisai. Now we got a we got a new name, an American, uh Mexican American name, and, and Jesse Ben Rodriguez, um, you know, fighting out of San Antonio. So San Antonio took a loss in, in Barrios last night, but Jesse Bam was able to become champion and bring a, a title back to the city of San Antonio. So, you know, I like it. I'm all for it. I like his style. Shout out to Robert Garcia, RGBA, uh, you know, doing their thing. And now they have another world champion uh, in their stable. So shout out to them. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. And I think that if he does go down to 12 or 08, They'll televise those fights, and, you know, he'll be able, like I said, to leverage more money. Um, somebody said McWilliams Arroyo would be a name for 112. That's what name. I'm saying. Like, that's what you just said. Like, those are recycled names, recycled. bro. It's like, just, I don't want to see. And don't get names. me wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. We're, we're, we're trying to adapt that MMA style where a, a loss doesn't matter. But, like, I like Jesse because he's new blood. No, absolutely, and that's what I'm saying. And, you know, in those lower weight classes, we're used to seeing just bloodbaths, all-out wars, and there's nothing wrong with that. We saw last night an exciting, action-packed fight with skill. Jesse showed foot movement, head movement, slipping punches, catching punches. You know, when he knocked Carlos Cuadras down, because, you know, Bam is a southpaw. When he knocked him down in the third round. That was a beautiful uppercut. Oh, my oh my goodness. He was able to move to his right. It's crazy because they, they used Loma as the metaphor, and now it's stuck in my head. He was moving. Like, he does have good footwork. It's nowhere near Loma-like. No. Loma but he does have fantastic but, footwork you know, to put him in fantastic like, positions. Like you just said, he just brings new things to those small weight classes that we haven't seen. A new name, 
an American name, mm-hmm. and now a, a named a named a named camp and trainer too. That oh, that absolutely. adds to the. Uh, marketability of the fight and the fighter. But I got two super chats. Texas Bulldog Boxing saying, Cambosos, uh, what he says here, Cambosos need to, no, needs to man up and do what Loma and T.O. didn't. Why do people put all the words like that? Like, give me a little space. What in the fuck? Every letter was connected there. I had to, like, separate it in my head. And uh, Javon to the one Davis just sending some super chat love. No message at all. If you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to hit that thumbs up button because we keep bringing you the biggest, best guests in boxing. And we just got started. It's about to go down. We're going to be flying some people into the studio here soon enough. You know, we're going we gonna to leverage Danny. Uh, for his Javante Tank Davis connect, I ain't say all that, but uh, he's Danny said he's getting Davis, Shakur, Jared Anderson, and uh, Lubin. Those are his uh, his best buddies. I didn't once again didn't say that, but the those are possible. The last three are definitely possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know, not to. Not to toot my own horn, but I was with you earlier, and I was on FaceTime with Jared Anderson. You shout was. Out, shout out to Jared. Who said he would come? Absolutely. Who said he would come? Um, He actually would have been on the show tonight via Zoom, but mm-hmm. uh, shout out to Jared. Just moved uh, his mom out of Toledo, down to Houston, got his mom a house. Nice. So shout out to to, to Jared. And... Um, yeah, we got to get Ellerby too. That's Brandon. You got to get on that, man. Get Tell Crystal she could even come on. Shout out to Crystal. Shout out to Crystal. We might get a little Mayweather promotion sponsorship up in this bitch. Where's some Mayweather hats, man? Let me wear Shut. a Mayweather hat. Uh, Danny's going bald. I'm already shaved bald. We might as well wear some hats. Absolutely. We need a hat deal. Absolutely. No, definitely. Um, You want to move on to the last topic, speaking of Shakur? Sure. So, you know, Oscar Valdez... Where's it? Finally signed. But this is ironic to me. How is Shakur out here in these uh, social media streets putting pressure on Valdez to sign a contract that he hasn't signed? Pretty hypocritical, man. I don't really think so. You know, typically. I mean, that's because you have inside information. But, like, from the outside looking in, why are you telling me to do what you haven't done? Typically, the B-side signs first. I, I don't think anybody would disagree that Shakur going into this fight is it? I mean, he's gonna. Who's the? I mean, you did a lot of Google searching for Devin, man. Who sold more tickets? Is it? Is it Shakur or Valdez? Who's you know like who's got the bigger win? Is it Shakur or Valdez? Like who's really the B side here? Shakur's calling out Valdez out. I mean, a sides don't call you out. Who gets paid more, the A side or the B side? Uh, really, it really matters. Uh, if the the pay doesn't matter. Cotto took more money than Canelo, and Canelo was the A side. Floyd took. Well, that was wrong. Oscar was the A-side in that fight. But, yeah, not always does the A-side get more money. You know it. I think, um, I, I don't know. You're just going to say that I'm being biased. I feel like Shakur is the A-side in that fight. I'm, I just don't know that it's proven. You did some, Like I said, you did some Googling for Haney and seeing that Cambosos wasn't a draw in his country. Uh, how many tickets has Valdez sold? I got James Benitez on the super chat that says, no live fight chat, no morning after. 
You don't love Keith no more. Macaboo got a morning after even. Sheesh. No, it, it wasn't that. You know that we're still adjusting to the studio. And, you know, this is a culture shock for these guys, man. Or at least a work shock. Like, they're not used to being in studio 24-7. We would have did a live fight chat last night. We would have. But Chase wanted to go chase tails and yeah, stuff. Yeah, so. Chase wanted to chase tails. Ken was already in the strip club giving out fucking dollars. So, I ended up falling asleep. I mean, I, I'll be real. I almost fell asleep in that in that Chris Eubank fight, which we still haven't talked about. And it wasn't because it was a boring fight. It was just catching up to me, you know, being on the West Coast and going, as they say, burning the, the candle on both ends. Uh, so I just needed that nap. But I promise you, at one point, I said, I had to ask, I should have asked one of the producers themselves, did they catch me? Like, I felt like I nodded off on yesterday's show. I swear to God. Really? No, I'm dead ass. I didn't I notice. swear I felt I like, was so close. I was like, yo, did I just fall asleep live on camera? This is going to look so bad. <laughs> yo, and it wasn't even that the Eubank fight was boring, but it's, you know, I'm going to have to start flying in here and adjusting for one day instead of just fucking coming straight in, doing two shows that same day. It's like, I, I need to get back on the clock. Well, as far as ticket sales go, right? Mm-hmm. Um... Valdez's last fight against Robin uh, Robson Cantillo, mm-hmm. the venue holds 1,700 max. Whoa, ho, ho, that's small. 1,700 max. Um, wow. And that was that was in his... But um, isn't he a draw in Phoenix? That's what I was going to get That was Phoenix? At. That was Phoenix. But that was last minute replacement. But that, all- I'm lying, that was Tucson. Which, I mean, it's right there. Did they there. switch the arena once his opponent pulled out? Because no. didn't he have a late minute replacement? I thought it was Cantillo from the beginning. I'm I'm almost certain it was Cantillo from the beginning. Hmm. So, you know, Shakur, um, I don't know, man. I, I feel like Shakur is the, the more attractive name. I feel that Oscar about <laughs> I feel that Oscar about attractive Valdez, name? Yeah. You and know. I'm not playing devil's advocate here, but like Valdez is the one that brings a country. But does he though? Because in in if you bring a country, right? And you're fighting in your adopted hometown in the United States, and you do 1,700 people max. Is that really after after your career defining win? In well, Burchell? there was also some lo- momentum loss with the Fetterman T things. Um, I don't know. I-, I thought there was a pullout, but maybe I'm wrong. But OTKP is saying, yeah, I'm sure it's Shakur. If Shakur's the A-side, why is he calling out Valdez for multiple years? I'm just saying. It's not that. The reason he's calling him out, when he was his mandatory at featherweight, Valdez chose to vacate and move on up instead of defending his title against Shakur. Hence why Shakur fought for the vacant title against Joe Gonzalez in Reno, Nevada, October 26, 2019. Right? So... I don't know, man. I I feel I feel. You know what? The contract is signed. That's what matters. Uh, Shakur, he'll be signing. We'll get the fight April the thirtieth here in Las Vegas, and you know they'll step into the ring and do what it do. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm just happy that Valdez signed, but uh, I just got to keep that same energy. You can't be out here saying that people didn't sign if you didn't sign. And, um, you know, it just doesn't make any sense. Now, you said 
that it was probably due to uh, agreement of, of of certain conditions in the contract. Um, you know, certain things that I've been told. Um, you know, hopefully I'm a I'm gonna reach out to Shakur. Hopefully we could get him on the show. Just certain things that I don't want to disclose. Mm-hmm. But um, regardless, like I said, I feel that the B side should sign first. A side, you know, then follow and and you know we'll have a fight. You know. If Shakur was chasing, uh, you know, wanting, I'm not going to use the word chasing, wanting the Valdez fight when he was his mandatory at 26, you know, wanting the Valdez. I mean, so did Charlo. He wanted the Canelo fight at 60 when he was his mandatory. That's what I'm saying. Like, just because the man, you're the mandatory doesn't mean that you're not the B-side. But, I mean, I'm but, not trying to but argue that was it. that was at 26. You know, he then became champion at 26, became champion at 30. Mm-hmm. Um called for the unification at 30. You know, for a little bit there was talks maybe it was going to be Loma for Oscar Valdez and not a unification with Shakur. So, you know, seeing unifications makes me happy (laughs) because it should be one name, one face per division. Fight, you know, fight for it. If you think you that guy, fight for it. You get what I'm saying? So, to me, uh, it is a good thing. Um... And you know we'll have we'll have a big fight hopefully April the thirtieth. Hopefully, man. Hopefully, uh, are we leaving anything off the docket? We talked about Des. We talked Haney in depth. We definitely talked Bam and the Zone. Uh, we got some news and notes. Good fights in the pipeline. Shout out to Salvador Rodriguez of ESPN, uh, who's reporting. Or how my Mexican people would say, shout out to Chava. Chava. Chava Rodriguez. All right. Uh, you got to get us a, a Mexican soundbite cry. Let me hear your 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 best impression of the Mexican warrior cry. Um, I am currently um, not drinking. But, but, but what? You can't do the warrior cry if you can't drink? Because Brandon Rios would do it after a win, not after a fucking shot. What's going on with this guy? Um, do it. He, he would probably go into the fight already, you know? Already what? He's in the fight. He's not drinking alcohol before he goes into the fight. I don't know. I've seen uh, I've seen it all. Just say you've tried it and it, you don't like the way it sounds, bro. I just feel like I sound more attractive with my Mexican warrior cry. So we need the sample. Give us the the sober one and we'll get you a few shots. You know there's alcohol here. I'm not drinking right now, though. Uh, but, but okay, when you do drink, you know there's alcohol here. I don't know if, we, if we, I can't wait for the look, uh, untitled episodes out if, here. If we could get a ten dollars super chat, I'll give you a badass grito right now. Oh, so so I should be saying grito because I know that's uh, yell in Spanish, but I just thought it was what you guys do is totally different than just yelling. But that's what we call it. All right, good to know. You know, you know I'm learning. What, I'm what, learning. That's what we call it. So if you guys, so it's not the warrior cry. It's I the mean, grito. if you you know, cause cause. We're not going to say in English, we're not going to call it It sucks, man. Screaming. Brandon was the only one that kept that alive, too. Canelo doesn't do it. Barrios definitely didn't do it. I mean, Leo's Barrios, never doesn't, done Barrios it. doesn't even speak Spanish. so uh, I mean, but he comes in full Azteca. Don't play him. Shout out to my boy Canna in the chat. Said Rios was drunk. So, you know, more so. Not than- in the ring. He done that. He does it when he when he wins. You guys are crazy, man. And, and look, when I said I sound more attractive, what I meant was when I do... El Grito, uh-huh. I think it sounds better when 
I'm, you know, under the influence of alcohol. Okay. But like I said, <laughs> I don't. But you know. you know how many people in this world say that they don't need alcohol to feel good? You should, you know, do that. You don't need alcohol to sound good. Go ahead. Give us a, give us a I shot. I told you. I'm waiting on that $10 super chat and oh, I got you. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Where's my uh, drum roll? Oh, we can't fucking play sound bites, you motherfuckers. All right, moving on. Uh, I think we're about done because uh, the phone lines, we're also having technical difficulties connecting. We're going to get this all ironed out. Don't worry about it. You know what I mean? There's just a little, you know, of a transition period. Absolutely. You know, and uh, there's a little bit of bumps in the road and we'll eventually get over those. Um, news and notes. New, yes, yes, because you made me stop. I never got to tell them the great news, which is that uh, Chava is reporting Miguel Burchelt, the Oscar Valdez knockout victim, former WBC champion, will be fighting Jeremiah Nakatilia in March, who is the Shakur Stevenson, not knockout victim, but you know, he lost to, to Stevenson, he's definitely a victim, but. People had like a narrative in that fight that Shakur was afraid to be hit when he really wasn't hit. And he but he did say he didn't want to be hit because he felt what it was to be hit by Nakatilia. That being said, obviously Nakatilia has power. So this is a good fight for Burchell in the sense that, like the last one with Cuadras, he lost by knockout and then he came back <clears throat> and lost again. Can Burchell win? Can Nakatilia win by knockout, or is it going to be another Thurman situation? Um, this is both men's fight. First fight at 135 pounds. Mm, moving on up. Moving on up. Um, you know, I think it's a good fight. Um, I know Shakur received criticism uh, from Tim Bradley specifically. Obviously, it was more than Tim, but you know, Shakur noted that and when he went into that fight with Jamel said that was the criticism he received from Tim in the Nakatilia fight was part of the reason that he fought the Herring fight the way that he did so you know it's a fight that I like it's a fight that I like you know we saw Nakatilia go the distance with Shakur we saw Bertelt um, get knocked out by an Oscar Valdez who then went on to test positive so you know it is interesting to see you know, both men now move on up from 130 pounds to 135. Um, that is being reported for March. And then for April, Pitbull Cruz. With Gamboa. Or. Mickey Roman. Which I don't like as much. At all. I don't I'm like a, Mickey Roman as he's just had too many fights. Yeah. And it's Miguel Roman for those who are going to look him up. He's just had too many fights. He's been fighting for too long. His has, 36 years of age don't match his 80-something fights, like, or 80, very close to 80. So, like, no on the Roman. Yes on the Gamboa. Yes on the Gamboa. I mean, when was the last time we saw Gamboa? Haney? He, Haney. Yeah, so. And it's a common opponent, and it's like people thought that when Haney fought Gamboa, he was done. Well, if Pitbull Cruz is anything that he's supposed to be, he would knock uh, Gamboa out. I would um, listen if I'm Sean Gibbons and I'm Isaac Cruz. I'm picking fucking Gamboa over Miguel Roman. No, no, absolutely. If I mean, if it's between the two, absolutely. Um, I just know, like Gamboa was scheduled to fight Chris Colbert, 
last year at 130. Mm-hmm. Um, suffered broken ribs in training camp. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why he was pulled and it went to King Tut. Um, I was just been the inactivity for me more so. But you know, um, I mean, he's a he's a former world champion with, with with a lot of skills. He took tank twelve rounds. Haney had to do the full twelve rounds. I mean, he's still a durable no, fighter. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and he's not fighting for a title. It's not like this is an eliminator or or Cruz is in a title shot. This is a good fight for Cruz coming off a loss. Yeah. Hopefully, if it's between the two, hopefully it is Gamboa. But that mm-hmm. is, that is being reported for April. Uh, once again, uh, shout out to Salvador Chava. Um, you know, on the reporting. And then for those of you who've been asking, because I've seen it in the chat, we did the live fight chat yesterday for Chris Shubank and Liam Williams, mm-hmm. obviously. But, you know, we were in studio watching the second half of the Clarissa fight. Um, obviously, we saw the back and forth that her and Savannah Marshall had ringside. Obviously, the only... Savannah's a beast. She literally faked... That she was sleeping during the fight. That is crazy. That's the ultimate troll. It's been, let me see if I can pull that up because that, you don't think that was the ultimate, like you got this plain face, like get out of here, bro. That shit was fire. Don't, come I mean, on, man. That or their back and forth, I thought the back and forth was, was cool, but I mean, I mean, yeah. Uh, what about the fact that this is allegedly going to be a pay-per-view in the UK? According to Peter Fury, her trainer, he says, wine's out, ready for this evening. Looking forward to see the adjustments at, uh, Adam Booth has done with Williams. Also, to see Shields keep those belts warm for our Savannah Marshall, who will be in attendance to announce their mega first ever women's pay-per-view event. It ain't Shields' first pay-per-view event, you know. Uh, Clarissa. Well, first ever mega. So if it's a Sky Sports pay per view, it's bigger than her Fight TV pay per view. Would you consider that fight to be bigger than Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano? Uh, Katie Taylor, Amanda Serrano is not pay per view because it's on UK The Zone. Hit him where it hurts. The Zone is ten dollars a month, and it's like two dollars or 20. three pounds over there. Twenty that- twenty a month now, right? Yeah, for us, yeah, yeah, yeah. I but just, for them, oh shit! Look at this gif. How? Oh, he made a fucking gif out of it. Damn. Let me see. How can I open this? Uh, what, so what? What'd you make? I mean, obviously, we only saw part of oh, it. Oh, that but sucks. What'd you make of Clarissa's performance? Obviously, uh, fuck it. Show my show, screen. My share. Sh- uh, share my screen, even though it's my messages. All you nosy fuckers. But look at this gif of Savannah. Hilarious. I can't even see it. What? But she's like yawning and falls to sleep during oh, the fight. Yeah. Fuck oh, out of oh. here. All right, cut it before they got everybody in my phone's fucking name and then information and shit. You took some DNA. I see your beady eyes, you guys. I don't know. I thought the back and forth was pretty cool. Um, obviously, ah, obviously. Uh, I think it could have been better. I mean, I wish they, they would, cut it. Too? Yeah, I, I don't understand why they cut it. Um. Yeah, I don't understand why they cut it, but... Mike Thompson saying Marshalls versus Shield is pay-per-view over here. Yeah, on Fight TV. <laughs> so was Chris Eubank Jr. versus fucking Liam Williams. I don't think that's considered mega pay-per-view. I paid $30 for that. Ain't that crazy? Yeah, yeah and you were you didn't consider it a mega pay-per-view, right? Not at all. Exactly. Um, Their pay-per-views are also... First of all, there's never been a mega pay-per-view look, on Fight TV. 
my thirty dollars for Liam Williams, Chris Eubank is cheaper than their AJ pay per views or Fury pay per views, or just about. I guess if you convert no, the dollar, a, yeah, I think you're a little uh, more expensive. Normally, their pay per views are nineteen pounds, and Tw- then I think the I AJ I, is twenty five. Yeah, twenty five. Which I think if you convert it, it's just about thirty dollars. Um, I don't know. I liked the back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Co said she couldn't wipe. I like how Shields handled it. Yeah. So, so what's it? Savannah said she'll wipe the floor with her, and then no, I'll stop you. She said she's gonna stop it. Yeah. She said she'll wipe the floor with her. Shields responded like you couldn't wipe my drawers or something like that. I don't know. Obviously, they have their um, for those who have not been into boxing. As I long. didn't get that though. Let's let's focus on her comeback. She said, I'll wipe the floor with you. And Shield says, you couldn't wipe my drawers. When do we ever wipe drawers? I've never had my panty, uh, my girl's panties and wiped them. I never had my own underwears and wiped them. I don't use my girl's panties as a washcloth to wipe my face. What the fuck was she talking about? And this is what I'm saying. It's like they could have done so much better. Just saying, man. Have you wiped your your panties? No. Or your or your or I, your or I'm your drawers, a, as a, as as Clarissa would say. I'm a briefs guy, but no, I have not. Exactly. Um, what the hell does that mean? But for those who've been living under a rock, obviously Savannah Marshall is the last woman to be Clarissa. Shields. Here we go. And, Here we go with the same narrative of what the last seven years at least. And, it's like, why did this woman deserve a shot? Because she beat her in the amateurs. I don't see Mikey demanding a shot at Crawford or or Danny demanding a shot at Crawford or anybody who holds a win over anybody demanding a shot. It's always like the UK that makes that a thing. Dillian White beat AJ in the amateurs. They got to fight in the pros. Get the fuck out of here, bro. It's like Carissa said. I had to vacate a belt to give you a belt. Then you didn't bring your belt to do a traditional face-off for undisputed fight because you're embarrassed you got one fucking belt, one division. All these years that you allegedly beat me, all these deals that you have gotten because you beat me, and you've only got to be champion in one division. Your entire career is based around Clarissa. I promise you, if I was Clarissa, I wouldn't even fucking fight her. Then you're going to get up in my post-fight, tell me in my own face that you're going to do... X, Y, Z to me. I'm the one in your fucking country hunting you down. You know what? You didn't come to America. Last time you was in America, you were shelved by fucking TMT promotions. They did nothing with you. Come on, bro. You know, uh, what, what narrative bothers me more when it comes to that is the fact that they're like, oh, Clarissa can't punch. She doesn't have knockout well, power. Well, hold well, on. Hold on. Well, Savannah Marshall does, but she's knocking out girls who are 11 and 55. Three and twenty-five, eight and twelve. Don't get me wrong; she stopped one and six. She has stopped people with winning records, but let's you know who has Clarissa fought. Clarissa's pro debut was against the current Sean Cruz, who is the current unified champion going into undisputed. Come on, bro, that was her pro debut. No, I know. Listen, the quality of opposition doesn't even compare, and that's what I'm saying. Like these fans. I'm not even going to distinguish them into American or UK, but these fans, they're just not watching boxing for real. Like, this woman could do so much more, but instead, she's just hanging on to this one fight that she feels... Like, 
there is another girl out there, and I and I hope God gives this woman an opportunity before it gets too late. But 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 um, Shadeja Green is out there. Alejandra Jimenez is out there. You know what I'm saying? People need to handle them two girls. I hope this doesn't become into a welterweight Jerron Boots Ennis situation where Clarissa and Savannah fight each other and then they're both done with boxing as if Franchon hasn't earned an opportunity back to a rematch with Clarissa, even though she does her fight outfits, even though they're friends. But if she undisputes, that's a natural fight to make. No, absolutely. I mean, Franchon Cruz, you know, her lone defeat, because when they fought, they were both making their professional debut. But she has now went on to become, like I said, unified middleweight champion, super middleweight, I'm sorry. Um, that was her lone defeat. Um, she fought like that chick who... Alejandra Jimenez. Right. Who, who tested positive right. for, for performance enhancement drugs, already looked physically... Uh, like she was, you know, on something. It was the was the narrative in boxing, and Absolutely. then she popped. Absolutely, and she was coming down from heavyweight. But you know, when you compare those resumes, it's it's literally night and day between Clarissa and Savannah. I mean, bro, there's nothing to compare. Yeah. I'm telling you, they're holding on to an amateur win, bro. And it's like Clarissa Tola. Where's your gold medals? You beat me. Where's your medals, though? You beat me, and then what? Did you medal up? No, nah, for sure. Um, you know, Clarissa obviously became undisputed at super welterweight mm -hmm. at, 54. One, at 54, um, became undisputed at middle. Uh-huh, 160. So it's like that fight happens, she'll be two-time undisputed. You know what I'm saying? It's just like hopefully it happens. You know, I know all the Brits are going to say, oh, Savannah's going to knock her out. We do have a super chat. Shout out to James, James Benitez. Nine pay-per-view fights can be bigger than pay-per-view fights. Charlo Castaño, big fight. Taylor Serrano, easily bigger than Shields Marshall. Waz draws, maybe? Is He's questioning, is that what she Yeah, yeah, but again, Savannah says she'll wipe the floor with you. So then she says, girl, you can't even wipe my draws. I don't like, know. What? But um, on to... <laughs> So, obviously, on that same card, main, that was co-main, main event, Chris Eubank. We did the live fight chat. And that's another thing. You know, it's like I'm giving them both a little shit, right? Savannah acts like she's hot shit. You ain't done shit. You know, you just became a champion. You've been a, a contender for nine years, maybe? No, you tripping, bro. How many years pro she got? Remember, she turned pro with Mayweather, brother. That was 2016. Double check. No, I don't need a double All check. Right, so she's been pro she turned, five years, turned, seven, uh, 2016, you said? So what? We got five, seven, six years. 2017, actually. I'm checking myself. I'm not, this guy's over here playing games. I'm not. June 20, uh, August 20. Just scroll down. I'm, you got it up. I'm not doing it. Go ahead, Mr. August, August 26, 2017 on the Mayweather-McGregor card. All right, we'll see. August 26, 2017. It says here... It was August 26, 2017, Danny. Come on, bro. I ain't new to this. I'm true to this. Which is five years ago. Yeah. So she's got five years pro and just became a champion in 2020 for that vacant belt. Or was that a real belt? Is that a real belt? And that was a belt Clarissa vacated. All right. There you go. She got a real belt in 2020. So three years to get a belt. Meanwhile, how long did it take Clarissa? 
four fights. Mm-hmm. Let me let me double tack. All right. There you go. And that is that. I think that's the end of the argument, though, really. I don't think it ever was an argument. I'm just saying people always want to compare. I'm, come on, man. Her biggest win is what? Hannah Rankin? Hannah Rankin, who had already lost to Clarissa, already lost to... Uh, she had another loss. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think we 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 can phrase it like already lost. Like again, and then we turn around and say that losses don't matter. So we need to act like that. Um. Yeah. So Clarissa became champion in her fourth professional fight, which was what year? How many years into her career? Um. Not even a full year. Thank you. Again, it can't be compared. Now, none of this matters when they step in the ring. All your accomplishments mean nothing. What you've done before you got in the ring with me means nothing because. Only way to beat me is enduring those 12 rounds. That being said, though, I don't get why Savannah is considered such an even fight when the opposition just doesn't even compare. The, 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 she's been with three different promoters and no one's taken the chance on her. Well, all right. Now well. she'll be taking the chance against Clarissa. You know, to my eyes, probably. Her first real test. Oh, my God. Who is this guy looking to be timed out? Mr. Self-Produce. Who has Clarissa really beat of notable... Of, well, he should have just ended it at note, but he said notable calls. But uh, I, I don't know what you mean. We just spoke of Franchon Cruz, Discern. That, that, you know, that I think that speaks for itself. She beat Maricela Conejo. She beat Alejandra Cruz. She's um, the current unified super middleweight champion of the world, holding and, three of the four major titles and fighting for the fourth one. Yep. On the uh on the Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano on undercard. She, and she, and she's in the exact exact opposite position of Savannah Marshall, who uh has had switch promoters, but didn't get any promoter to invest in a big opportunity. Fran Sean was with Golden Boy and got a unification. Left Golden Boy and is signed to a bigger promoter in Matchroom, who's more involved with women's boxing and is getting an undisputed match. So, again, one is marketable, one seems like it may not be. I mean, the only it seems like the only way to really push and promote and market uh, Savannah Marshall is bringing up Clarissa Shields' name. But that is my point. No, I mean, we're on the same page about it. That we're is my point. It's a Bob Arum, Jared Anderson, Wilder situation. It's it's a Eddie Hearn, Andre Benavidez situation. It's like, we have no intentions of fighting you. We just want to use your name. But again, in this situation, it's different because obviously Savannah already has a contract to fight uh, Clarissa, she just has to get through her own tune-up with, what is it, like Femine Hemi or something? I don't know what the hell that is. Um, James Benitez with another super chat. Alicia, Katie, Amanda Shields are recognized as the faces of women's boxing. Savannah not on Shields level. Mm -hmm. Also, when is Ada Biggs' next fight? Uh, I don't know, man. They're, they're moving her slow, man. I thought they were going to do a better job since they were doing their own fights, but that seems to have stopped. I haven't seen any new BPE uh, fight. Uh, they were dealing with Christy Martin and Don King for a while, and and it looked like they were going to get moving there, and that didn't happen. But the minute I have something, I will let you know. But shout-out to Alicia Bumgarner, who's also with Eddie Hearns, and this is what I'm saying. Again, Marshall was with Hearn. What happened? You know what I'm why would you leave Hearn? I just feel like all the big women in the sport 
outside of Clarissa and Amanda are with Eddie. Mm-hmm. I mean, Katie Taylor, Jessica McCaskill, uh, Alicia Bumgarner. But do you think that the fact that Franchon they didn't go Cruz. with Eddie? But do you think that the fact that they didn't go with Eddie is the same reason that they're breaking history and these are ladies are allegedly both getting seven figure deals? I mean, one of them is with Eddie, though. No, Marshall's not with Eddie. No, no, no. The seven-figure deal, that's Katie Taylor, Amanda Serrano. But isn't Shields and Marshall the same thing? Who said that? I thought I heard that. No, you thought wrong, my boy. Damn, Marshall, uh, excuse me, Shields not making a milli? Uh, that's crazy. I She I, need to get with Eddie then. I don't recall anybody ever saying that. And to be fair... I feel like Jake Paul had a lot to do in pushing. I mean, I wouldn't care if Jake Paul had everything to do with it. Eddie is more known in boxing than fucking Jake Paul. Yeah, and but Eddie got a fucking DAZN money. Like, give me my million. Yeah, but I'm saying the million, the seven-figure conversation came up through Jake Paul, not Eddie saying, I'm going to get Katie. But again... Clarissa Shields is the most accomplished female in all of boxing. For no, her not I, to be getting you. paid I, I a million you. is ridiculous to me. That's all I'm saying. I'm not, you know, it is what it is. No um, big deal. Let's talk about Chris Eubank. Uh, happy with his performance. Uh, but also Billy Joe coming out looking for a payday. Billy is the, like, you know, I'm starting to not like Billy Joe. You know, you you want to come back to boxing, but you only want to come back for Eubank, and you already have a set fee to come back to off a loss. Like, how do you feel you have negotiation power just because you beat a dude, right? Because that's essentially what he's saying. Like, yo, I retired, but if you give me 5 million pounds, I'll come out of retirement and fight you just because I beat you once upon a time? Do you think... So it's crazy. The bro. real question is, do you believe that that entices Chris Eubank Jr., right? Because lone defeat, um, the bad blood going into that fight, obviously losing the fight. Do you think that that entices Chris Eubank? Because, I mean, Chris Eubank, his performance, right? Styles make fights. His performance against Leo, Liam Williams, a lot more impressive than Boo Boo Andrade. Dropped uh, Williams four times. Do you think that that those that comment by Billy Joe saying it doesn't matter what weight, um, you know, I'll fight him. I will only need, you know, it doesn't matter the weight, whatever. I'll I'll beat him easy. Do you think that that's even enticing? Because I think there's. I don't think it's enticing. If I if I'm Eubank, I'm showing this dude no sort of. Uh, I'm paying him no mind. I'm paying no. him no mind. Listen, first of all, some fans are gonna discredit the win if you beat Billy Joe off a broken and orbital bone, off a of Canelo knocking him out. Like it's not worth your time, champ. Let alone five million pounds. What's the conversion to that, bro? Are you kidding me? How is he worth five million pounds off a loss? Neither one of them have a belt. How do you even fucking how do you fucking pay them that? <laughs> nah. You're gonna give him five million, but not me, and I'm the one that actually has a deal with boxer? I don't get it, man. No, nah, I mean, I think it was just uh opportunity. This is the second time he said that too. So translated to US dollars, my man wants six point seven five. He tripping. Almost $7 million to come off a law. Like, he wants a million less than what Canelo gave him when he had a belt. I'm telling you, bro, these gypsies out here, crazy. Yeah, and to me, that's not even a big fight. 
You get what I'm saying? Domestically, I just don't know that that it's a $10 million fight. And that's more than... Because, again, how the hell do I give the dude who lost to Canelo $7 million? What am I giving you, man? Ten. You know what I'm saying? Like, I and don't again, know. and again, this is not a seventeen million dollar fight no, in any no. country, in I mean, any galaxy. I mean, you threw it in there, man. To me, I wouldn't even brought it up. Yeah, you got to bring it up. You got to keep people on their toes and 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 informed on how ridiculous Billy Joe Saunders is. That's that's that. That was my only point of making sure he was in the news and notes because this is now the second time he's doubled down on asking for five million dollars or now, rather pounds you know, off a loss. You know what? Now if he comes back and fights somebody and looks impressive and you know, uh, him and Billy, jo- him and him and Caleb Plant should fight. Two former champions, both lost their belts to Canelo, both you know have answers and questions. Let's go. But 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 for, for, for this guy to think he's gonna get a payday because he's he holds a win over Eubank is ridiculous, you know? And, and let alone the amount that he's really trying to ask for. I don't know. But I think we can start wrapping up. I'm not even gonna deal with the uh phone lines as we're we're going through some technical difficulties until the adjustment. An- another super chat. Shout out to James Benitez. He says difference between the Marshall and Jerry Anderson comparison. One can actually beat who they're calling out. Marshall has no chance against Shields, so he's saying that Jared. Who, yeah, yeah, who yeah. That's because that's he he lives in Alabama, but he 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 doesn't like Wilder, and he thinks that Jared could actually beat Deontay Wilder right now. But I think he does it more to troll Wilder fans. Should should I tell them who Jared's fighting? Sure. Or should I wait? No, if you know, let's break news. That's that's the that's the beauty of having you as a co-host. You have your own contacts and your own information, your own sources, and you add value. So this is um, pending that the Tyson Fury Dillian White fight actually happens mm-hmm. because he's supposed to be. Uh, well, I mean, Tyson Fury came out today with a little message. Again, I can't play it because the audio isn't connected. But you know, he did come out telling Dillian White how he would. Be beating them up. The fight hasn't been announced, though. I mean, they won the purse bid. It's an awful lot of money. I think Fury would be mad with everybody involved if he doesn't get I mean, his 30-something million we know, dollars. We know for a fact that Dillian White feels like he deserves more than a 20% split. But if the fight do, does happen um, and on April 23rd, as they're talking, um, we'll see Jared Anderson in the ring. Um, F.A. Jogma. Two Prince fighters. Why would why would they put two two fighters in the same camp against each other? The same reason people ask in Plant and Benavidez the and fight. Then, and then what would Plant you, and Benavidez are both managed by yeah, by the Cubas. So is the, uh, they the don't, so is David Morrell. So if we could do it, they could do it. They don't train in the same gym together. Oh, uh, excuses, muses. But um why and why would he want to fight somebody coming off of a loss? Because uh Jogba's further along in his career. It, it it gets them higher in the rankings, but I get it. It can't happen. Who is it? Take a guess. Another <laughs> a jog, but no. Um, a, a logical, reasonable. Jared, guess. no. Uh, Gerald Washington, no. Mind you, the fights in the UK. Oh, UK, UK. I'm UK. not saying is he British? Let me see. UK. I don't know, bro. I'm. I, I can't think of it right now. Who is he? Now, once you said UK, I got so much less interested. It better not be like some UK somebody that nobody knows. Christian Hammer. 
That's not bad. Why are they break, taking him to the UK? Common opponent with Fury, I guess. That's good. That's a jump up. Didn't he last lose to Luis Ortiz as the last loss? Frank Sanchez. Frank Sanchez just beat Christian Herman too? On the um, pay-per-view New Year's Day. Damn. Yeah, we all know where I was at for that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. You know, that's a good fight. That is a good fight. Even though Hammer's on now, what? Like a three fight loss? Two. Yeah, but with the Fury, too. Oh, how many? No, he got nine losses. Wow. Is it that many? I mean, he lost his pro debut. Sheesh. Lost to Maurice. Christian Hammer. Maurice Wack. Maurice Wack. Tyson Fury. Alexander Pope Tyson Vecchia. was the first one to stop him, though. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, he got stopped his f- professional debut. First round. Damn. Wrong again. <laughs> Maurice Wack stopped him, knocked him out. Oh, double whammy. Not Luis Ortiz, though. Did not, he? Not King Kong, not Tony Yoka, not Alexander Pope Shit, Huey Fury not, uh, stopped him in the fifth. What in the world? Not Huey. Oh, it was no, it was a bicep injury. That's right. What? How yeah. did Huey get a knockout, bro? That's insane. Well, it was after four, and he couldn't continue because of an injury. But I mean, shout out to James Benitez with the multiple super chats. I got no sound bites, my friend. Obviously, nothing official, but uh, that is the name that was um, offered for offered and accepted for Jared um, Anderson. On the Dillian White, I swear, I swear, I don't. I wish I can be like a fly in the room in these matchmakers' offices. Like when they come up with this, what are some of the factors that they are, you know, uh, bringing into consideration? Like why Christian Hammer? I have all the names in the heavyweight division that are on the level of Christian Hammer. Why the fuck do you choose Hammer? He brings zero marketability. He is gonna do nothing. He's gonna do fuck all. For American fans, they're not going to add any American fan, or let alone UK fans. So no one in the UK is is turning on the tube to watch Christian Hammer. But everybody's going to is be, he even from the UK? Everybody's no, he's from Germany. Exactly. Everybody's going to be tuned in. Um, from what I was told, Top Rank's been itching to take Jared over there. Obviously, the Brits love their heavyweights, and they've been itching to take him out there. Obviously, uh, numerous camps with Tyson Fury. Who? Heard Anderson, Anderson, but not but not Hammer. It's Hammer that's his non sexy opponent. He all I'm saying they could have got a sexier opponent. Like he could have fought Alan Babbage. He could have fought Alan Babbage over there. He could have fought Fabio Wardley over there. Mm. And and those names are not listen listen listen. Let me just say this: those names are not any more known than Christian Hammer. But again, the level of Christian Hammer is Mike Polite Coffee, Gerald Washington, Charles Martin, maybe, but no, he's a former champ, not him. Um, anybody that's a non champ, bro, in the heavyweight division with a couple of losses, like that 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 people actually know. That's all. That people actually know. Look, man, obviously nothing official. The the Fury uh white fight isn't even official. Mm-hmm. So nothing. I mean official. it's official, man. They putting it together. You got the press release from... from no, 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 no. Okay. I'm just saying so that they're putting it together. If he got an offer, it's because they're putting it together. Well, that's like saying Camboso saying Lopez on Triller was official. You know what I'm saying? Like, ain't shit official. Yeah, they, we had the purse bid. So did they. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. 
But yeah. Shout out, shout out to uh Jared Anderson. Um he will be on the show this week. Uh-oh. So Book him for Friday. Should I face him? No. <laughs> Book him Friday morning though. You Friday know, morning? Friday morning. Yeah, he told me whenever he would have been on tonight, but um moving his mother to Houston, so he's helping her pack up and whatnot. Yeah. Well, so, I'm about to be moving myself. I got a flight to catch. We're gonna go ahead and wrap up. Nest GTO, Instagram and Twitter. Make sure we ain't leave any super chats behind. Catch us, uh, I would say Tuesday, uh, because I'm going to Tennessee from here uh, on a red eye. So, yeah, maybe maybe even Wednesday, because I, I definitely need the rest. I'm going to be driving back from Tennessee, unfortunately, uh, which is bullshit. He says, stop the foolery. Uh, no BGS ain't fooling with plant. I guess he meant we know BGS ain't fooling with plant. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, you know, uh, just like Danny, you know, we got to hope. You know, I, I I would rather hope that Billy Joe fought a guy like Plant versus just looking for a payday to come out of retirement. But yeah, man, let everybody know where they can find you so we can get up out of here. Don't forget to hit that thumbs up button in the future, the present, the past. It doesn't matter if you're watching this episode right now or tomorrow or a month from now. It's still going to help with the visibility of the show. It's going to put this show in the eyes of other boxing fans, letting them know we're talking boxing every single day, multiple times a day, trying to bring you the best guests Every day, yeah, I'm trying to rhyme purposely. That's what I'm doing. I'm trying to be the new Floyd Mayweather senior here. But uh, I think we did get to all the Super Chats. I seen someone saying we left one. I don't see anything. No, I think they were saying that I, you can't Super Chat now. I if you know. can't Super Chat, you need to log in and log out or log out and log in as usually uh, gets it done. But bring Walk Danny on all Forms. platforms. Um Ringwalk Danny, former Border Wars pound for pound. <laughs> I'm retired now. Shout out to Border Wars. Uh, all right, we're out. Keenan, 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 key. The key is in. Fucking hell.